Hello, human realm. My name is Rain Whispers, and I'm the head witch of the Bard Coven and an incredibly talented rebel. Ida was supposed to be here with me to introduce the show, but she's too busy uh, hunting for creepers and redstone. Whatever that means. Probably has something to do with that square game thing that King and Luz have been playing. Anyway, I'm here to welcome you all to the Season 2 Owl House Hootie Awards! This season was full of tension, surprises, and wonderful new characters such as a certain bard who's speaking right now. The show hosts crowned cryptid Tipsy, Tulip, and Chan will be ranking their favorite aspects from season two in various categories, like best episode, worst episode, best character, and much more. I expect all the best episodes will be the ones that I'm in. Not to dismiss any other episode, but you know, only one episode had a heartfelt musical duet. But I guess that's not up to me to decide. So let's get this show started. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for watching. Bye! Right here we are at the Hootie Awards. I need to uh, get our intro music going real quick. Let me get the. Happy birthday to what? That's the, that's the wrong music. That's the wrong music. Okay. Uh, all right, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the second ever Hootie Awards. My co-host and I will be giving various awards to our favorite and least favorite things from the Owl House season two. I should have said something more specific than just things, but that's what I said last time, so I'm just copying exactly what I said last time. There are 13 categories that will be awarded. If certain things get the same award from a majority of hosts, it will be the true award winner. This is also important and probably going to be very confusing because now now we have real commercials, but I'm also legally required to play some fake commercial breaks uh, for, for from a very variety of sponsors we have backed up. Uh, so if you're listening to the audio-only version of this podcast... Some of these jokes will not translate well at all unless you have visuals, so I'm sorry about that. And also, there will be real commercials occasionally throughout the podcast too, so that'll probably be annoying and confusing. I apologize. Uh, the video version will probably be better <laughs> to watch for this. <laughs> anyway, what is the what is our favorite real commercial that we don't get to see? <laughs> I, all, all I know is when when I went back to listen to our podcasts, I got uh I got like a commercial for Target like the the store and that's the only oh that's the only God. ad i've heard play over our podcast i wish that was i wish you had that one in the real <laughs> so we could rate it let's get our first uh, sponsor out of the way it's a very it's a very important one mm -hmm. we got welcome greenpedia subscribe welcome to top 12 green screen cartoon transition fx number one what, what is this Slime number two! <laughs> this was smoke number three! You are insane. <laughs> you are insane! Purple smoke number four! That's such an adventure time one. 
Goo! Whoa. Number five! Number four, like soda bubbles. Dude, number four was way better than number three. Uh, orange juice, number six! <laughs> orange Ocean Kirby. Ew! Oh, paper! paper. <laughs> <laughs> I used that one in uh, one of our videos. Number seven! Uh, the, the big birds! Whoa, that's okay. Like that, that's the best one I would think, but I don't think we're allowed to say our favorites yet. Eight! Uh, not gonna say what that one is. What? Number nine! Fart <laughs> <laughs> oh. cloud! Ew. Number ten! We're almost done, we're almost done. Uh, uh, origami! Number eleven! Ten. Wait, there's more than ten? Well, Another cloud. Number two. Oh, the final one. Slime. Whoa, more slime. Give me a oh. thumbs up rating. Thank oh, you very much. Like, Thank you very like much from our, from our friends slime at, and then Facebook. Our friends at Top 12 Green Screen Cartoon Transition FX for the sponsorship here on the Hootie Awards. All right. That was. Right, you're you're insane. A little bit. All right. Okay. Let's I could going. feel how badly you wanted to move on from that the entire time. <laughs> No, no, my head. That's, it's you can't say that. We were paid by twelve top twelve green screen cartoon transitions to say that. Um, also, I mean, okay, t I guess I do need to say that that was a real YouTube video. So like, no, we weren't actually paid for that one. Okay, anyways, you didn't make that. To, no, I didn't make that. No, Aww. I did. I did use the one with the paper falling down and the hand grabbing it. I used that in the trailer for our podcast, you know, like two or three years ago. That's why I have that oh, video downloaded. <laughs> I, 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 my favorite was the Facebook hand like one. That was a good one, but it wasn't, uh, it didn't fill the full screen, so I don't think it would work well as a green screen transition, but we will, uh, we'll move on from that and we will start the actual show here now. Uh, we also didn't like talk about like what order we would go in. So I don't know, does it, does it, our first award is favorite episode. Does anybody want to begin or do you want me? Right. Okay, so I'm assuming that if any of you are like me, you have forgotten the majority of the Owl House Season oh, 2 episodes, especially <laughs> in Season 1A. So, with Too me it. today, I have um, I have my favourite, my best friend in the world, P Wikipedia. Oh, but I didn't know Molly Aster Tag worked on the Owl House. What the hell? Um, and anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like give you an abridged summary of each episode. So, are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah, okay. yeah sure. sure. Quick, one, all right. two, one, one sentence summary per episode. Go. Start um, the timer. Ep episode one. Luz becomes a Luz becomes a pirate right. and fakes her death. Uh -huh. Episode two. Um, Amity tells her parents to go fuck themselves. Yep. <laughs> say the uh, say, say, wait, say the episode title too. Oh, sorry. Episode one, Separate Tides, the pirate episode. Episode two, Escaping Expulsion, Amity's mother tries to get Luz expelled. I like your old Episode, one. do you really want to win a single sentence summary? Yep. Episode three, <laughs> Echoes of the Past, the Metroid, the Metroid 5 episode. Uh-huh. Episode um, four, Keeping Up Appearances, the Faxine Allegory episode. Uh -huh. Episode five, Through the Looking Glass Ruins, um, Gus and worst character ever work together oh, yeah. to scare off some grander students. Episode six. That's not all that happened in that episode. Hunting Palisman. Anyway. Hunting Palisman. Hunter becomes the blue spirit. Mm -hmm. Episode seven. Ida's requiem. Ida and her ex play some sick jams together. Mm -hmm. Episode eight. Knock knock knocking on Hootie's door. No elaboration needed. 
<laughs> Episode 9, Eclipse Lake. Amity versus Hunter. Um, epic fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 10, <laughs> Yesterday's Lie. Luz gets a new sister. Right. Episode True. 11, Follies at the Coven Day Parade. Uh, I mean, that episode title is the sentence. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, I guess that, well, that uh, is the entire... Was was Rain in that one? Or yeah. no? Yes. 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 My, my summary was... of that episode would be Rain is mind-controlled, and then the summary of a later episode will be Rain is not mind-controlled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, episode 11, Follies at the Coven Day Parade, Rain is mind-controlled. Episode 12, Elsewhere and Elsewhen, uh, Stairs. News Breaks the Timeline. Railings. Episode 13, Any Sport in a Storm. I didn't watch this app. Episode what? 14. <laughs> oh, that's the one that they all hated you for. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I got a load of hate mail for. Um, and and I'll be talking about that episode later. Okay. Um, episode 14, Reaching Out. Amity Kicks Ass. Is that the wrestling one? That's the wrestling one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Episode 15, Lems Breaks Kid, Eda of Rain Backstory. Oh, that was a good one. Episode 16, Hollow Mind. Oh, God. That's the summary. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 17, Edge of the World, Monster Hunt uh, World. Uh-huh, the game. Yep. Episode 18, Labyrinth Runners, the good school episode. Mm-hmm. Episode 19, O Titan, Where Art Fell. Everybody Tries to Cope. Yeah. Episode 20, Clouds in the Horizon, Everything Goes Wrong. And episode 21, King's Tide. Oh god, did he just move the moon? I would have said the Emperor gets one shotted for that one. <laughs> I would have said and, the Emperor and, changed drink, but it's fine. Emperor gets <laughs> overkilled. So now that I've finished that, I've already forgotten like most of the ones that I said. No, no, you, that, you know what? That did genuinely help me remember stuff, though. I'll be honest. Did you guys not like rewatch some of the episodes? I haven't. No, I haven't got time for that shit, you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. We should have. I wanted to. That's why it took me so long to actually type in my stuff for this, but I didn't. <laughs> but I think I, th- I think it would be a funny podcast if we like try our hardest to remember the episodes. I think we'll then... remember once we start talking, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll remember. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, I've already done some research on the ones that I wanted to talk about anyway, so... Yeah. Um, I guess... Right, so now that we remember everything about the Owl House Season 2, would you like to begin? Well, I just want yes. to do a disclaimer first, like, for like the future generations that would be watching this if it's an artifact someday is that the season came out in two parts and there was a huge gap between them so it's like yes. the reason we're like I don't remember any of this is because we watched them as they were coming out so not only did we have to wait you know a week per episode but we also had to wait like with the huge hiatus in the middle and and all that business so that's why we've forgotten not because we didn't like it it was wonderful actually I thought it was wonderful who knows what the others will say Go ahead. Yeah, Make yeah, we done. thought it was terrible, which is why we've made, like, 40 videos on the Owl House. Yeah, exactly. Um, should I go first? I guess I'll go first with the favorite episode award. If an episode happens to have more than one vote from each person put together, then that will actually win the award from mm-hmm. us. I expected, okay. like, a stock 
applause after you said the category. Oh, That's I have fine. one. You want that? I'll find it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do want that. I'm not even kidding. I need that. Right. I'm not. Go, I'm not go. sitting here in silence. This is okay. a big day. So I have a question about how we're doing this. Are we going to say the runner-up first, or our number one winner first, or are we just going to wing it and do whatever? Uh, last time we said the winner first, so I think we could just go with that. I'm fine with the winner first, yeah. No problem there. Yeah! <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Thank you. Now these are the real computer awards. My favorite episode is... You know, if, if people happen to remember our ratings, this may be a surprising one, but I picked oh this God. one because it ends up actually being the most memorable one to me. Oh my God. My favorite episode is Eclipse Lake. Oh! Nice. <laughs> oh my God! Oh. Um, now, I gave the episode an 8.5. What? And I, th I think it's, I think it was maybe because of Kikimura's stuff and like, I think the beginning part was kind of boring, but it was, it was kind of the only episode, at least from... No, it was in the first half of the season, right? It was one of our only episodes to have, like, a really nice, like, fluid animated action moment, right? I feel like the, yes. those were a little more common in season one. Not that I, it has to, to be there, but that's definitely something that makes it, like, helps me have such a good memory of this one. What were you going to say, Chan? I thought they were going to do a fluid action scene when Luce and Ida were going to fight in the... Emperor's Coven like warehouse, but they kind of didn't. So you're yeah, right. I know. <laughs> they tried though, didn't they? But it wasn't as good as usual. It's yeah, just like it's it short. It, yeah, it's not even like that. That's something that has to be there. It's just definitely something that like you know that that's like an added caliber that I think is really cool from this um, show. But I just think this episode had a pretty interesting scenario, and I did also really like that it was mainly focused on um, side characters. Like was. Luz definitely wasn't important in it, but did like did she even show up? What, what yes, Luz she was did... sick for the Luz was the part of the episode is that um Luz was sick. So when Amity um so Amity was texting her on the Tamagotchi, do you remember? Yes, yeah. And okay. Amity worked herself up and thought that when Luz was sending her like a silly Tamagotchi message, she thought it said, um, get get the potion yeah. or else because yeah, um, that, that was so, what hunter like hunter told her that i think yes that's what hunter because i think this episode did a fantastic job at setting up um hunter and amity as these sort of you know maladjusted characters who feel like they need to work hard to earn love and that is the main conflict of the episode it is both amity and hunter like dealing with that and hunter just telling telling Amity that she, she she will lose out on the love she has if if she fails people. Mm -hmm. But Amity learning that no, that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. And, and Hunter not Hunter not being able to let go and accept love from other people, not being able to accept cooperation from Amity because he's still so determined to win the Emperor's love. Yeah. And and Amity and Hunter are among my favorite characters of course as i've probably mentioned multiple times especially hunter even just that fact that it's like one of the handful of episodes that's about side characters we've got a good amount of episodes like that in this season though which is kind of surprising um but i think this one was the strongest for me because it was just about characters that i like and it was a really cool scenario and i mean the whole thing with the blood and the key and all that like this was a really um lore significant one too so this was my favorite of the season even if i didn't give it a high rating because when it when i did the ratings you know the ratings were more based on like 
I looked at it in a critical way, but if I wanted to like now for this award thing, I was thinking more like what episode stands out the most and what episode would I watch like multiple times in a row and still enjoy it. And I said Eclipse Lake. My runner up, this one makes more sense because I because we gave this one like a almost a 10. I might have gave it a 10 or a 9.5 or something. I didn't write down what I gave it, but it's Clouds on the Horizon, which is the um, pre-season finale, which mm-hmm. I think was just a really good, like we talked about it a lot in the in the review of it, but it just had such a good, like ominous impending doom vibe to it. And it got a lot of storytelling done with different characters, arcs and stuff. And it had that emotional moment of, uh, of Ida and Luz and King like chilling out on the on the balcony. That's like one of the best parts of the entire series so far. So I say that episode. But then I also wrote with some question marks. I wrote, um, "Oh Titan, where art thou?" Just because I think that episode has such a cool reveal. But I think it kind of, I think it's just weighed down by how it's kind of presented in a tropey way of like, "Oh, it's his dad, but it's not his dad." Like I think that's kind of that that's just kind of a Wait, weakish. You're thinking like, of uh, Edge of the World. Is that Edge of the World? Edge okay, of the World sorry. is the King Reveal episode. Okay, sorry. Then I've... <laughs> Real... Wait, did I even... Okay. No. O Titan, Where Art Thou is, I believe, the one where... Um, yeah, that's the, the one, one where they where do... it's revealed. Okay, yeah. I... Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. Wait, hang on I a had... second. I had that mixed up with... <laughs> I thought that that happened in... Because uh... O Titan, Where Art Thou is the like, motorcycle one, right? With the with Steve? I got mixed up as well I yes got mixed I had that well, mixed up with with uh I thought that was like Edge a portion I thought that was a part of clouds on the horizon I think so okay sorry so I'm thinking edge of the world um then I also wrote hunting palisman because every single one of us gave that episode a 10 but I do not really remember it aside from the really cool uh lose plus hunter teamwork uh dynamic and a little we fight can that write they had. three no, I, I mean you could you you could just mention them. My actual runner-up is Clouds on the Horizon. I'm just mentioning other episodes that I liked a lot. I have to apologize. I've changed two answers already. So no, that's totally know. fine because uh, uh, I just mean there's going to be a lot of clickety clacking on my recording. No, that's fine. There's a lot of clickety clacking for me with all my sound effects too. That's my favorite. Who's next? What's right? The, yeah, Tipsy, you go next because that's the order I, that our voice chat is showing up. I always have, like, a million thoughts on everything. So my favourite episode award for season two has to go to Labyrinth Runners. I feel like Labyrinth Runners was the moment where I went from, okay, I'm quite enjoying season two, to, holy shit, this might be one of my favourite shows now. Labyrinth Runners is the episode with Gus's mind powers and the illusion coven head inside of um, the school. And in my opinion, it's easily the best school episode of the series. What I really liked about this episode is that not only did it have like strong ties with the overarching plot and really bringing Hexide into the Day of Unity drama, it also had like a strong arc from the start of the episode to the finish, and it had lots of character moments, lots of character moments and interactions with characters who have previously been kind of sidelined. I really liked Gus in this episode. I feel like season two has done great things for Gus because he really was a nobody in season one, I have to admit. In season two, he, he's he's just so much better. And I really liked um, Gus and Hunter's relationship. And I liked how Ritter... I liked 
Widow's thing with, um, it starts off with a flashback of Widow. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're trying to calm Gus down during a panic attack when they were both very young. And then later on in the episode, um, Gus comes hunted down during a panic attack. And then at the very end... Hunter tries to calm Gus down during a panic attack, but he kind of messes up and whistles instead of uh, breathing out, and it's very funny. And I, I don't know, I feel like all of the elements of this episode were very good start to finish. There was even like a nice little action scene, and there weren't even any credits to the episode because they wanted to extend it from start to finish. So I feel like Labyrinth Runners is the episode where everything came together for me, and I was really rooting for the good guys for the end of the season. It gave the season some direction that it might have been lacking beforehand. So that's why Labyrinth Runners is my favourite episode of season two. Yay. Yeah, fair. I remember you liking that one a lot. I think for me, I I think just kind of the the scenario of a, like that one being trapped in the school and stuff, I think that just that, that like it's not as interesting of a scenario to me as like I thought Eclipse Lake and a few other episodes were, but it is a definitely really great um, constructed episode. But what is Tipsy's runner up? My runner-up is O Titan Rare Art File, the episode we were just discuss- discussing. Discussing, but with, I was discussing um, the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, except we were discussing the wrong one. Anyway, um, O Titan Rare Art File is the episode where everybody just starts to fall apart as they realize the day of unity is approaching. King is grappling with the knowledge that he is a Titan. He, he thought he might have been part of something, but now he knows that not only is his father definitely dead, He's also going to stop being a little guy. He's going to grow up into this massive godlike beast. And Lilith is not helping him by repeatedly um, trying to worship him or whatever the hell she was doing. And he's, he's just not sure what to do because nobody immediately around him can really help him deal with it. So, um, meanwhile, you have Eda and, Eda and Luz. Luz is stressed out. And Ida just wants to protect her. Ida just wants to protect Luz and King and is so desperate to do so that she even like begs Rain to to shield them, like to look out for them. Knowing that even if Rain has been brainwashed by the Emperor, that there's gotta be there's gotta be some good in Rain, still that person, you know, who Ida fell in love with and and, and that Rain would help and there's just this desperation of Ida trying of Ida and Rain and Rain agreeing to help because Rain at the end of the day isn't even brainwashed. They're just trying to protect Ida. But they know how important Ida's kids are to her. So they offer to protect Luz, but Luz doesn't want to be coddled, Luz doesn't want to be protected. So then you have Ida and Luz breaking out into an actual fight, where instead of protecting Luz, Ida accidentally kind of ends up being her opponent, and they get each other in danger, apparently. Meanwhile, King is going on this rather 
I don't know, the entire tone of the episode is just something else. It's so slow. It really takes time to deal with the character's emotions. It deals with King just trying to have a nice final day before the Day of Unity. And it really grabs you from start to finish. I felt like the episode took forever, but I, I really enjoyed that they were able to slow down and just have a breather with the characters. Most of the shows don't get that opportunity. So... Um, even though the ending, I felt kind of undercut the prior part of the episode with the whole tone shift of, hey, where the cats will solve everything. Um, I do feel like that did get a decent enough follow-up to not really inhibit the episode in any way. So I would say, oh, Titan, where art foul is my runner-up. Perfect. Are you wow. sure it's not your favorite episode? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not my favourite episode. Labyrinth Runners is my favourite episode. Oh, Titan, Where Art Thou is my runner-up. Yeah. How I feel when watching it is fundamental to how I am ranking mm -hmm. these episodes. Yeah, I definitely remember us thinking, uh, oh, Titan, now that I remember which episode that was. Um, I remember us all thinking, like, this is long, and then, like, it wasn't any different in terms of, like, <laughs> day. Yeah, we, we, checked, we checked the episode length because it definitely felt way longer than a normal episode. In a good way. Yeah. In a good way, because it, is... it, it packed us with, with so much. Truly crazy. All right. Chan, you're up, buddy. Uh, you made me change my order <laughs> on my episodes. That's fine. That's fine. My winner of season two of The Towel House is Eclipse Lake. Whoa. Let's go. Whoa. What a surprise. And I'll tell you why. Even though I can't exactly tell you why. And you didn't even review that episode with us. So I, I missed this week, <laughs> and I had no idea where to go to see it. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea. So I watched it in, like, 144p on YouTube in 14 parts. Because some person put it on YouTube in 14 parts at 144, and I was like, oh my god, this is bad. But I didn't want to get any spoilers, because spoilers are everywhere. I could have just asked you guys to send it, but whatever for whatever reason, I decided to watch it in horrible, horrible quality in 14 parts. And despite that, I still remember being like, this was, th like, I loved it. I remember just, like, anytime I think about that season, I would always think about how cool I thought that episode was. Maybe it was the fight, just, like, the raw emotion, the fight. I mean, I love Amity, maybe it was her, but, like, all things considered, I should have rewatched it in good quality without any interruptions. I really should have. But... So that's your number one, Eclipse Lake? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I just, in terms of, like... Especially because it was in the first half of season two. Like, I forgot, like, everything, except for that one. Like, for whatever reason, like, I remember just sitting, like, really enjoying it. I don't know, that that just, like, it stuck with me. So I was like, that's going to be my number one. However, I put a... I did do this, like, kind of personal rule when I was doing the answers ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that I wasn't going to pick any finales or preseason finales or midseason finales as my faves because, like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like those are automatically really good, so I wanted to kind of think... I disagree. Well... Remember the last season? That was... The season finale was not our favorite episode. No, that's definitely not... Yeah, it's definitely not true at all. During our podcast for Clouds on the Horizon, I think that was the right one, you said that that was your new favorite episode. Well, then I'll... Then I'll re... I'll, uh... Re-redo it. No, no, no. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll rephrase that I really liked those episodes a lot, like mid-season and the last two. I liked them a lot, and I thought it'd be kind of boring to just pick one of those, so I just picked a different yeah. one. 
Um, can I... Can, can I just, like, mention of the Eclipse, like, episode? I feel like that was the moment season two went from, okay, this is good, to, okay, this is fucking great, and our house keeps getting better and better. I feel like that's the moment where I realized we were really onto something good. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's why I, I picked it. Like, I, I actually did have Eclipse, uh, Eclipse like, as my runner-up until Nick talked about it, and I was like, I need to stop being a coward and just put this... I think the reason yeah. it wasn't on my number one was because of the YouTube 14 part thing, and that just made me think, like, <laughs> I think I really liked this episode. So, I went with my gut on that one. However, my runner-up is Labyrinth Runners, which was originally, oh, my, was originally my number one, um, till Nick swayed me. Um, <laughs> I mean, he already talked about, like, why the episode was good, and I just agreed. Like, it was so... It was just good start to finish. It was so interesting... Yeah. I loved the. I loved. That's the just that's moments. such a fun episode yeah. too. Like you know, there's not like it's got the panic attack stuff, but it's not like in a dark light or anything like that. Like that's that's just a fun episode. Yeah, Gus is like so op in that episode for like no reason. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was super cool. I liked I liked that it not only Gus but the 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 Willow scenes were really cute too. With her doing like the five second roll with her fingers or whatever. Uh- did, is that the one where Widow um, like roared out to Amelie, "I want you to see me," or is that a later one? Yeah, that was that one, I think. Uh, was it that one? I don't know. I just remember I remember her not taking her seriously. Oh yeah, I think it was that one because like she kept trying to defend Willow in the episode, and Willow was like, "Nah, I'm cool plant god," <laughs> and then like attack. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a god now. I'm a god of plants and anime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like. There was a lot of really good ones. Like I would have listed like probably half the season if I could. It's really hard to pick a favorite. I so know. I just went yeah, with my gut. Definitely. It was it. hard. Um, so so, so the, I, I, I want to ask you though. So you think that Clouds on the Horizon counts as like a finale episode, and that's why you didn't? Yeah, choose it? I, I I I considered it like the 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 like what's the word penultimate episode, the one before the mm-hmm. last yeah. one. I, I considered it like kind of like a two-parter, the the last two, so I just didn't didn't choose that. It's like Agony yeah. of a Witch, like Agony of a Witch in season one was amazing, and I did pick it back then, but that was also like the part one of of like everything that happened in the the finale. So you see, I I think that's misguided because it's actually very very rare for a finale to be my favorite episode in a season because a finale is usually this crammed together mess trying to resolve everything at once, whereas the true gold of a show is usually somewhere in the middle or towards the end of a season with the more introspective scenes. So, for example, Clouds and Horizon was an introspective episode compared to um, King's Tide, which is which had a lot more action. But because I guess season two was so slow, I would say King's Tide was a good season finale, but it's still not. My favorite episode of the season remember i did rephrase you're right i'm only picking them just because like i didn't want to just pick finales just for just i just wanted to pick something different i think that's fair for like discussion purposes too you know because everybody is going to want to pick one of those that's why i have a runner-up category because i figured something like we would all end up picking like a big lore heavy episode and stuff but i think it's really great and interesting that we're all thinking that sort of way and just picking the most well-crafted and like rewatchable episode that's definitely what what i would prefer yeah especially because you're right because i dislike most finales it's very difficult to make everything satisfying in such a short amount of time so i, I guess I, I i'm doing them a, a disservice not picking them but that's okay i've, I've made my choice <laughs> 
Tulip's turn. Did I disconnect? Oh, oh, I'm still awake? here. Did you fall asleep? I am still here. I just have to deal with a cat who's trying to destroy everything in my bedroom. Does the cat want to talk to us? Please? Yeah. No, that wasn't a real cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, my episodes, my favorite episodes, I will say in general, um, like I, I was, I was kind of paying attention a little bit to the ratings I actually gave the episode. I was looking back at the list, taking that into consideration. But like, when our ratings are in the podcast, which are right after we watch the episode, I was coming from a different place of a of my retrospective ratings for these. Uh, however, my my winner and, and runner up for favorite episode were both episodes. I I think I gave a ten to both of these, which I did a lot for this season. This was a good season. But I do, <laughs> I feel like I had the most basic choices. My winner and runner-up are King's Tide, the season finale, and Yesterday's Live, the mid-season finale. <laughs> <laughs> really? You said Yesterday's Live? I think that's interesting, because none of us said that, right? <laughs> no, it's not like we were talking about this episode immediately before we started or anything. But... <laughs> But go on, Chubit. Explain your, explain your favorite episodes. Well, it's just like we said, uh, for King's Tide, for the finale, like, it's kind of rare for finales to be that good, and it was just really good. And, like, it had the collector in it, which had been built up, and, like, he was so cool. King's Tide wins best uh, soundtrack, for sure, but that's not a category. <laughs> and, like, that emotional ending, all the parts in it. You know, Rain saying, like, I promised a special kid I'd keep you safe, and then they pulled off Ida's arm, which was something we predicted would happen earlier. That was cool. It was oh, a cool God. moment. Yeah, um, I, I can really see that episode as, like, especially to people who are super, like, super-duper fans of the show, even more so than, than us, like, that's the episode where, like, you'll just watch a clip from it every once in a while to remember how cool and exciting it was like i do that with right you know gravity right, like, falls and, and also like again i think for sure for king's tide and i don't remember because it was a long time ago but i think for yesterday's slide too not just because they were the finale these like the last episodes we had for a while but both of them were the only episodes in the season i went back and rewatched very soon after we did the podcast because i was like I'm, I'm still thinking about it i gotta see this again I think one thing I'll say about like King's Tide, like as opposed to other series, there are there are like several scenes in King's Tide which really stick with me. The collector would definitely be like one of them. The collector is just this um, being built up, but us having no idea just how strong, terrifying, and and weirdly adorable the collector would be when that theme tune kicks in and all of your senses just scream danger, 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 and then he just moves the entire the entire moon, like, off to one side, like, it's absolutely nothing. Oh, that one thing that you have all been terrified of all season? Yeah. Here, let me just shift the moon and get rid of it. And then he just tears the world apart and it's like, I have never seen, like, such a good villain entrance. It's it's absolutely anime, but also, like, in such a good way. And, and they never and seen he just destroys the Emperor. Like... He just, he just like, he just, this is like, it's such a, a new anime villain moment. Like, like, shows up, flicks his finger, and the old villain is just a smear on the mm-hmm. wall. But another thing I really enjoyed was the ensemble moments of this episode. The ending of the ep is very famous with everybody landing on, um, planet earth now there was like a, a joke in there like the amphibia joke and i was like why would you have that there but other than that that was like a really really good exactly. scene. exactly just the utter despair 
and, and also <laughs> like um, Philip himself, Bellus. We don't get a lot of scenes with him, you know, in the show. And like King's Tide really had some cool, like you know, the protagonist versus the antagonist moments, which there really weren't a lot of in the Outlaws before, but like there was in the season finale, and it was cool. Yeah, I feel like um, episode episode sixteen, Hollow Mind, right? I feel like Hollow Mind tried to kind of set up the um, Philip versus Lou's dynamic, but it didn't really land with me in that episode. But I thought it really landed here yes. with Lou's effectively begging for her life, trying to find a way to outsmart Philip, get her, save her own life, and free her friends. And it's just that sort of ragged determination as well. It's it's very it's it's very fun to watch. And then of course King's big moment at the end where he just sort of you know we don't know what shape King is going to be in when we see him next. Yeah. It's just very powerful. So I, I, I agree think it's a completely. good choice for a favourite episode. And my runner up yesterday is lie. Um I don't have as much to say about that one, I guess, but it's just, I just remember the vibe of watching it and being like, we're in the human world. This hasn't happened before. We've never had an entire episode in the human world, and it felt like, you know, I, I remember it being like, oh, yo, there's a coffee shop. There's a human work in there. And like, these are normal <laughs> things, but because it's the Owl House, it feels weird to be seeing them. And also, we, we got introduced to V, and we got to know Luz's mom some more. And those are characters that, you know, because they live in a different world than all the main characters, we, like, hardly ever see. And it was just cool to have, you know, the mid-season finale be so focused on stuff that we, like, hardly ever see. And it had the uh, emotional ending there, too. That was a good bit. True. True. I loved the, uh, I loved, like, the, the, um, the in-between world in that one. The cube world. Yeah, he yeah. Being stuck in the mirrorland, I thought it was visually cool, and I thought, you know, the desperation of Luz trying to contact her mother, it was just something. And we also got some, got we got sad. a little some little tidbits of Ida backstory, like not real backstory, but like Ida moments <laughs> from when she was in the human world, which I always <laughs> love. Ida with a raccoon. Oh my god. Am I remembering right? Did she bring a Did she order a raccoon or something? Oh, she or tried to pay with a raccoon, I think. <laughs> she, she tried yeah. to pay with a raccoon. Oh my god. Yeah. And Ida used the fake name that was also the name of one of Grove Sands' ex-wives. So there yes. was our, there our big Gravity Falls connection thing. Yeah, I don't know. Good choices from everybody. There. The next category will get us into this. But yeah, like the season was so good. There's really not any episodes that were that bad unless everybody's about to say something harsh in our next category but I know, this was the, the least favorite episode i had such a hard time with this because <laughs> like i don't know there were episodes i didn't like in season one I, <laughs> in season two there weren't really there weren't really any bad episodes i don't know no there weren't there weren't any bad episodes but, but before we move, we move on to that i just need to say uh that eclipse wake is technically the winner because it got two votes so uh here's a here's the winner music Congratulations, Eclipse Lake. The best episode of the entire series so far. No, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I assume we would end up doing a uh, awards for the whole show or something because season three is going to be short, but I don't know. We'll figure that out when we get to it. Also... Yeah, we, yeah but like it would all be season two, wouldn't it? Maybe. Yeah, probably. You're right. I'm um, sure Nick would pick the library episode after everything. I might. I might. Honestly, I still think that one's so good. But I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about least favorite episodes. Well, uh, before we get to that, we we got another word. Oh, true. We got a word from our sponsor here. God, uh, people are so nice sponsoring these. Good. All right. So, <clears throat> coming this summer, Daryl was a normal crash test dummy uh -huh. until 
He met the love Aww. of his life. <laughs> Crashing love coming soon this summer. Wait, that's go. it? I want to watch that. I want <laughs> to watch that. I want to watch that. Thank you, Crashing Love. Can we like yeah? Can we break down the trailer see if there's any like hints to the plot in the background or? Uh, they only gave me these two stills to work with. <laughs> Why does he change color? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Am I allowed to ask that? <laughs> uh, there's some I sort mean, of code on the car. Maybe we if we type that code in to like an Imgur link, it might bring us to like. We'll get like a, an ERG. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. might be it. That, that could be possible. Right. Well, we'll um, talk about that later. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll <laughs> we get will to it. talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so least favorite episode. I'll um, go first. Can I? Can I switch the order? Yeah, you go ahead, because uh, I need to look up <laughs> which one mine is. We're going back <laughs> with the guts, okay? Like, uh, like you guys said, like I didn't, I didn't say like I hated this episode really to any of them, even the one Tipsy like fell asleep for. Uh, but I did pick. I pick knock 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 on Hootie's door for my least favorite. Wow. Really? Which is I was, I was undecided about that one. I mean, you you talk about it, but I... uh, it was fine. Like again, like the worst episode of the season is still good. I think it had a lot of good moments. It was funny, but it was also frustrating. I think when when we recorded for it, I said I was frustrated because I thought all three of the plots, which were King's undiscovered powers, Lucy and Amity's relationship, and then Ida's uh, harpy powers. I thought those were all th three really cool plot lines, and I felt like the episode was like, how are we going to solve all these fast enough in this season? Let's just, like, fast forward all three of them, and I was really annoyed about that. <laughs> I thought that the, like, tunnel of love scene with Amity and Luce was, like, not fun cringe for me. It was like... Yeah, that was just, yeah. like, super cringe. I didn't like that part at all. It was painful cringe, uh, like... Uh, like in a cosmic sort of sense it was funny and so like just like all the things hootie did it was like are you kidding me but just like i don't know i i was like yeah. annoyed at how it was handling That's, all of those things. i thought that too like like once once i looked like i was like what was my least favorite episode i thought about that as like my least favorite moment for sure so yeah. i was like okay that that has to be my least favorite episode but yeah. the Ida and King stuff was really good in it, so like I couldn't say it was even that bad because I did remember. Can you those remind me? I need your help. Can you remind me how like exactly how Ida's plot went in that one? I remember she had like a, a crazy dream of the curse because uh -huh. you had half of it was Ida's dream and half of it was the curse's dream, and it had this amazing imagery. Like it is such a was that good the one with the owl scene. beast like on the cliffside with the collector? The yes, it, yeah, it was yeah. so good. It was like watching an Adventure Time dream yeah. episode. Like, like you know, it was like watching the Finn and Fern dream sequence in, in the Adventure Time finale, and I was like, God, I love this. It was yeah, so no, good. For sure, I so like that. that's why, even though like the like you said, the Luz and Amity stuff was fucking cringe it brings down the episode enough for it to not be a favorite but it doesn't bring down the episode enough for me to call it a least favorite yeah like that that was the one i probably had the strongest negative feelings toward coming right off the end because i was like oh that was just so uncomfortable that's what but i also, mean there were so like, many good well, we, parts we of should it. we should say like it's more so like secondhand embarrassment than it is cringe right like i feel like cringe has a different kind yeah. of connotation yeah yeah i mean it's you know, when shows try to make a character, like, be all 
bumbly and mess up and it's like there's one way to be to, to watch it and still be able to enjoy it but that one's like i want to look away i hate this like yeah. it's not fun yeah. uh well yeah it's annoying and it's annoying i know they want to like kind of mirror you know the heterosexual teen romance because you never really get that or any any of those tropes you never get them but at the same time that is one thing i'd have been more than happy to see die with heterosexual teen romance yeah and just i felt so bad i i don't remember the specifics like i said but like amity was really trying to say something to loose and loose was like completely i don't remember what she said to her but it made me feel really amity, bad <laughs> Luz hurt Amity's feelings, like, a great deal in that episode, just because Luz was so embarrassed, and Amity, like, felt broken by the end of it, and he just spent yeah, the whole thing it was just really... waiting for them to resolve their stupid misunderstanding, and, I, and, you know... I think Amity was, like, okay with what was happening. She's just like, oh, a tunnel of and, love, and this Luz is actually happening, and Luz was embarrassed, so she was, like, trying to be like, I don't want this, like, get away from me, and I was like, I hate this, I really don't like it. Like, no, everything yeah, else so... aside... I'll never forget that. Yeah, but then they resolved it in the end, and it was good. So that's definitely my least favorite scene in the season. Yeah. Uh, Chang, what's your runner-up? My runner-up is Keeping Up Appearances, which is the Ida's Mom episode. This is truly a going-with-my-gut episode, because I barely remember it. I'm not going to lie. All I remember yeah. is that we stopped watching it, and I was like, that wasn't that good. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I'll interject and say that's also my least favorite because oh, because wow. kind of that same reason i just feel like it's one of the more forgettable ones even if it like it introduces Ida's mom right and like is it about lilith like mm-hmm. is it about I think it's it both plays a part in like, it yeah it's my it's my runner-up i could be convinced to have it as my actual least favorite no. but it's my runner-up simply because i don't remember my actual least favorite yeah but i do remember that one so you know so i i had such a hard time choosing least favorites and i was looking through the episode list um and i i really did consider that one for my least favorites but Fearances i didn't or hootie's door um the the mom one Fearances. Yeah, okay. yeah but then i rewatched that one that was one of the ones I rewatched because I had basically no memory of it. And, like, it's not that bad. The thing I remembered mostly about it was how Ida fell for the dumbest, like, trick ever. <laughs> there was just a sign outside her door that said free apple blood, and she was like, oh, free apple blood, I'll follow this sign into the woods. I feel like that's, like, you know so I, really, I find that hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, I, like like, that. I, I find that hilarious. Yeah, and, and that it was, well, and that it was the vaccine me. episode, which was, like, a little bit uncomfortable. But, like, it also, it, it's kind of plot important. It's the first ever mention of Philip and of Titan's blood is in that episode. Wait, really? Yeah, and also um, Lilith, I think that episode is the only time we ever see Lilith's, like, full owl beast form, which is pretty cool. The fact that Ida's mom shows up and the fact that Lilith turns into the beast, those are the only things I remember. I don't remember the context or anything, and I think just the fact that I had forgotten so much about it must mean, you know, it wasn't conveyed in a way that was memorable or something. Uh, this episode had, like, a flashback, though. I believe this is the episode where we had the flashback of Ida. Is it the one where we had the flash of Ida injuring her father? No, that was, was in that the dream. Episode? Oh, this is the ep- where um, we had the flashback of... Either running away from home and finding the portal. That, oh my yes, god! Yes. 
Right, that was that was a long forgotten thing. Um, I think what holds me back from like saying it's my least favorite is that I did like some aspects of it. I, I kind of liked that. I I I both liked and disliked that Ida's mother truly does care about her. It's just she's misguided. She's just trying desperately. She's just an old lady trying to find ways to protect her daughter, but she's being misguided and taken advantage of by someone who's effectively a salesman. A con man, and that kind of like hit home for real life in a sense. There's lots of elderly people who are getting preyed upon by these fake healers, so I had some respect for that. What I really didn't like is that it's the episode where Lilith disappears, and I'm like, I, I never like a nerdy character getting fridged. I've never, no, not fridged, put on the bus. Lilith was very much put on the best in that episode, so I didn't like that. Um, I, I didn't enjoy the episode, and, and because it was another misunderstanding that had to be resolved, that was born and solved within the episode, I just felt like there was nothing particularly memorable about it. We never even see the Lilith Albeast form again, so, you know. So it was, like, my runner-up. Um, should want... I talk about my least favourite? Yeah, that makes sense. Right. My least favourite was Escaping Expulsion. Oh. Um, now, that was one that I didn't rewatch, and I also don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is pretty much the only reason. Like, okay, from what I remember of Escaping Expulsion, it had some cool fight scenes. Um, it was Amity standing up to her parents saying, um, effectively, this is, this is what I want. I think it's the one where she changes her hair colour, if I recall. No, um, no, that happens later. Oh, that happens later, does it? Well, basically, she... she that um, happens in the episode that you described as Gus and the worst character, like, go on an adventure. Really? That ha that happens in that, that episode? Happens in that episode? Are you sure? Yes. Luz is it, what does Luz do in that... Uh, well, <laughs> is, that, is that the P-plot? Because I have no yes, idea... Yes, that episode has that insane episode. pacing. Well, um, I can't remember that episode. Maybe I complained about it at length when we watched it. I complained about the pacing and like how my, my, my lack of memory... Um, but my, my least favourite episode wasn't the one that I completely forgot, which is the Quidditch one. It was this... It was Escape and Expulsion, mostly because um, Amity standing up to her parents. This is probably like the least impactful of those episodes. We get plenty more of those down the line. We get plenty more of Amity having good episodes in the future. So this is probably like the least impactful Amity episode of the season. It's the last time you see Bad Girl Amity. One of many and nothing particularly memorable happening in this one. It's like, uh, this is one I would probably not bother to rewatch. So that's why it's my least favourite. It's one of those start-of-the-season episodes with not really much inside of it that would bring you back to it. And, and that's it. I, too, can't remember much of the actual structure of the episode, but I remember it being fun, and it's about Amity. Yeah, and like, I, like I remember her. kind of liking it, so I didn't I didn't really think yeah. about it when considering it. And it's the start favorite. of the season, and I remember that was like... Did, did that and Separate Tides come out the same day? No, yeah, did I it? Think no, so. I don't think so. I, I think anyway, I feel like I think they I really did. Liked, I think I really liked this set when it came out, but like over time, we've just had so many Amity episodes this season, and and most of them are better than this one. So I'm like, this one's nothing special. But yeah, exactly. Because I just I remember these two started the season, and it was like Separate Tides was like, okay, yeah, Owl House is back. And then this episode, that episode was like, oh, Owl House is back. Like this is cool mm -hmm. as hell. Like I love this show. Like <laughs> it was definitely a stronger one than uh, the season premiere to me. Can I talk about my least favorites? 
go yeah. ahead. Um, so, my least favorite episode, the polar opposite of my favorites for the season finale, is my least favorite is Separate Tides, the beginning of season two. There you oh. go. There you go. Because uh, that one, I didn't rewatch it, and I don't remember it that well, but I remember that we all gave it a seven, and like, the what we all came out of that episode feeling was like, you know, you kind of expect a season opener to be a big deal, but that just felt very much like an average yeah. Owl House episode. Yeah, like, like it introduces Hunter, and, like, that's it, right? <laughs> right, and, like, and almost everything else in season two is, like, complete bangers, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah. How, yeah. how do you start off on just average and then get so much better everywhere else? That's why it's my least favorite. Hmm. I would want to rewatch that one though. Like, I want to, I want to rewatch it to see what Hunter was like because I remember really liking him in his introduction episode. My runner-up least favorite, and I feel like I might get some hate for this one. Remember when I said there are no bad episodes in season two? I meant that. My runner-up least favorite is Hollow Mind. Yeah, I Ooh. see it. Ooh, go on. It was like a reveal lore episode. Of which some something that we already knew, so it was like not that impactful. And also, th- the real reason I put this on here is because this was probably my in my memory when I was putting this list together. My least favorite like single moment was just the start of that episode, which cause it was just so confusing of like an opening sequence. Really, you guys really hate that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, I mean, that opening. I mean. The episode, I don't know. I, 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 I think aesthetically that episode rules like a lot, but For I do sure. think that that like and we do yeah, get that, what, and we do get an actually new reveal in that of like Hunter of of there being like so many previous hunters. Yeah, I just think because even I remember like the fandom reaction to it of it being like you know no way like it's Philip no way it's like. Yeah, it, of course it was. You know, like I, I just it feel was like for that. we figured out. Like, as soon I feel as like they could have mentioned if they wanted that episode to be that reveal, they could have been more subtle about it, or they they could have like revealed that in the episode immediately and had the tension and reveals come from more so the hunter thing and other stuff. I, I um, want to know the timeline where we didn't already know Hunter was a Grimwalker and watched his episode. Yeah, that too. I forgot yeah. about that too. Yeah, I wouldn't rate that one among my my least favorites really much much at all i don't think there's definitely more that i just have no memory of uh, yeah like you know i gave that one an eight i think so like i like the episode it's just like (laughs) there were so many good episodes i had to choose one that i I had some particularly memorable negative feelings towards and that was that one Mm -hmm. well my uh so i already said my my least favorite was keeping up appearances i'm gonna change my runner up i have two listed because i didn't know which one to go with so originally my my runner up was any sport in the storm but i'm like you know what no that had hunter in it i remember it Lilo's cute that one can be okay so now my new runner-up is through the looking glass ruins because what the hell did amity and Luz do in that episode <laughs> i do not remember that at all i can't believe you guys forgot about this like literally how like i don't remember <laughs> it was so weird like in the beginning of the episode Luz and gus were together and then they met these like new friends from another school and then they split up and Gus spent half half the episode was Gus with new friends who turned out to be enemies and half the episode was loose in the library with Amity and Amity lost her job and like got fired and then dyed her hair (laughs) and she kissed her on the cheek at the end 
like I remember I remember that Gus thing like the title of the episode that like that reads to me like oh yeah this was the Gus one where like they met the old man who turned to a ghost I also looked at it on the wiki page and stuff um but you explaining that Amity thing I straight up like completely do not remember that at all <laughs> that's why yeah like the Gus part of that episode is like fine i don't really have anything bad to say about it it's it's like an average episode and the other half is like big emotional moments with some of the main characters and it's like what is happening in this episode i don't even remember that i'm sure you've just said what happened in the episode and i've already forgotten <laughs> like, like what was the big emotional moments uh amity like Luz got amity fired from her job at the library oh fuck and then um, she helped to get rehired. Yeah. And then um, and then Amity uh, spoke to her siblings and then changed her hair color. Mm-hmm. And then she kissed her on the cheek. So abomination, abom- uh, quote unquote abomination colored. Yeah. Okay. But but yeah, you're right. Those were good moments. So I I understand. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. She found the she found the damn rat in this episode. Yes. Too? Well, the, oh, this geez. is when Philip was introduced. This episode. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> How do I not remember? Now I remember it looking at the pictures, but wow! Oh like God. from my immediate memory, I this was completely gone. Do we have a do we have a like overall winner for least favorite? Uh, I need to figure. We need to say all of ours again because I don't remember now. So, so, I think it's definitely keeping up appearances because we mentioned that like six times. So oh yeah, true. I think that's our least favorite. Okay, well, there we go. Keep Up Fears is, is the worst episode of Owl House Season 2. I disagree with that, <laughs> but sure. It's fine. <laughs> but by majority yeah. of us is seemingly the least favorite. My dad's like power washing or something outside, so that's Perfect. Good. Every time any recording happens, someone's like, I'm going to bust out the old chainsaw today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so that was our least favorite episode, the discussion there. Um, I do want to just look, though, what what was, like, our lowest... So our lowest average score episode, what, based on our ratings, was Any Sport in a Storm, which... Yeah. Um, yeah, which I, I guess I guess I can see, but, again, eh. I mean, you know, Tipsy dragged it down with, like, the four she gave it or whatever, <laughs> but she didn't pay attention. She was sleepy. Um. Yeah, so I didn't bother <laughs> mentioning it here because I haven't actually rewatched it, and I think I like it a lot more now that I've seen the rest of the season. Yeah. So before we get to our next category, we do just got to get through oh, our yes. com- commercial breaks here. So let's uh, here we go our next one. We got oh, it didn't it open in the wrong damn window. Hang on. All right, here we go. Oh, we go. God. <laughs> this is another. Uh, this one's a video game actually. It's just this is just still from the game. Uh, the game's not called iStock. The game's called uh, Santa with a Gun. So you know, Shoot take, me, Santa take Claus! With that, take with that what you will. I think it's going to be a mobile game, as you could probably assume. Uh, I don't know. They gave me a, they gave me some money to show this off. So here's like a promo pic. Do, do you think do you think he's going to be the next Tumblr Sexy Man? It could, especially it being a mobile game. There's definitely a very likely a market for that. So keep that in mind. Uh, pre-register now for the to, for the for all the news updates uh, when the game releases. Uh, summer 2019. All right. 
Anyways, let's get going. Here's uh, the main Summer 2019. All right. Next up is favorite heartfelt moment. I feel like oh, I feel like I should have had like some romantic music ready for this one. But this hmm. will be. This is a kind of a very general one where we just want to think about scenes okay. that made I, us say, "Daw." But, yeah, you know. I, I will say like, reading that like description you wrote here, I think we're supposed to choose like cute moments. That's not what I did. I, I chose sad moments. No, that's fine too, because that is because we probably picked the same one then in that context. Like this is just any any wholesome or emotional uh, moment. Heart like the mm. the t heartfelt moment is probably a better explanation than my the, the description I wrote. So I apologize for that. But there we go. So Tulip, you can go first then. Go ahead. Okay, my my number one heartfelt moment was uh, the Lewis and Amity dad flower. There we go. That's Nick. Aww. That's Nick's uh, number one as well. I mean, weirdly, that one of the more iconic things about that moment is just how, <laughs> like, it like how jarring, but like kind of in a good way it was in that episode. Like that's just that's that was kind of like more a more quirky episode, and then like they smack you in the face with that at the end, and like I feel like. Maybe that shouldn't work, but I think it did really work, and it's like... It really did. It's such a hey. strong thing that you wouldn't think would be covered in this show at all, and I think it was really amazing and well done. Hey, I picked that, too. There we go. <laughs> uh, and I guess we can move on to my uh, runner-up heartfelt moment. Ida's Requiem, when Rain and Ida are doing their thing, and they're, they're going to commit a murder-suicide together, but they don't because Rain sees that picture. Says, Ida, do you have kids? Oh, crap, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, I, I didn't remember that one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I ha it wasn't my r actual runner-up, but I did write down, like, in a list here when Rain and Ida were uh, playing music together, too. That that was a that was my favorite Rain and Ida moment there. But there's plenty there's plenty with those two that, that would work for this category. Right, so I didn't actually put anything down for this, so I was kind of hoping that, that um, you know, you guys would remember more of this season than I did. Now that we've talked about it a little bit, one of my favourite moments has to be the end of um, O Titan, Where Art Thou, wherein Ida, Luz and King are sitting together um, inside the camp space mm. and, and just, like, being together one last time, spending a family moment before the end of the world, and Ida helps Luz carve her palace when I thought that was very, very touching. And my runner-up would probably be, now that Tulip's mentioned it, the whole, the very raw suicide mission of Ida and Rain and playing the music until Rain finds out that Ida's running away from a painful life and trying to sacrifice herself. And I don't know, I feel like there's something just so raw about that, that moment, that it has to get a mention somewhere. It's yes. an amazing heartfelt scene. So those two would probably be my favorites. Yeah, and and for this one, I, I guess, like, I, I was less in, you know, thinking of, like, finale zone episodes, but, like, I really, I really could have considered, um, I'm not changing my, my, my choices now, but... Yeah, like the the like balcony scene. I think we mentioned yes, earlier in the that, podcast. That's my that's my real runner up for this. So good. That that's such uh, a such a good scene. That kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the one Tipsy was just talking about with them uh, at the end of O Titan. But I think the balcony one is a bit sweeter for me. I think even just the just like Ida being like, 
oh, I know you want to go save your girlfriend. Like, I think that is just so cute. <laughs> like, just even this, that little, like, bit of that scene is, like, one of the cutest things in the show. All of those are tied for runner-up, but also Ida, like, I think it was Lilith she broke down to and said, like, they're just kids. They shouldn't have to deal with this. Oh, my God. That, that line that. really, like, smacked me. Especially because, like, you're used to, like, so many of these cartoons, like, almost all of them are about young youngins and you're like oh our hero you know like finn is he's invincible and all these characters loose she's so cool and invincible and then you're like oh yeah they're just kids like they shouldn't have to deal with this like really this is so heavy and i'm like oh that's good also the end of the finale when king knocks them all into the door after True, saying yeah. that loose was like yeah. his big sister i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. that's good you saying that that reminds me of king's uh at the end of what edge of edge of the world is it was called um when he's talking to the the corpse of the other titan he's like oh hi, yeah or whatever whatever he said they're like hi do you say hi dad or do you say like hi i'm king or something like that that was a great moment can i just like remind you of the scene where either officially adopts king and then king does a broadcast the entire world looking for his father Good king moment. I mean, you know, we are. Yeah, they yeah. they made us change our minds about king a little bit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the start of the season, we definitely still had those complaints about him being like weirdly emotional. But like, especially the arc they give him about his powers and his origin and stuff, like they make it communicate so much better. So it it actually ends up like you see why he's um, emotional. Whereas season one, because it had so many tropey episodes, it was like. Half of it wanted King to just be like comic relief, and then half of it wanted him to be emotional, and just didn't work. This season definitely went more like all in on him being emotional, and that made it work a lot more. To this day, I still wake up in the middle of the night in a cold rage over that one scene where they were stuck in a box during the author episode. <laughs> <laughs> King is like, I, That's what I was you. I'm sorry. I was like, no, no, not again. Yeah. That, whole ep- that whole episode it. is like that whole episode is like my defining like when I say season one was tropey. Like yeah, the episode where King became an author. That is a very weirdly tropey episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, so I think uh, the overall winner is the flower well, I mean, moment. Three of us picked the flower moment. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, the the dad moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. one's for sure. Um, I also wrote down Lumity moments with a question mark because there were so many of them. Yeah. Uh, but I think in the was it the pre it was the pre finale right where they had like their well animated kiss that was definitely very cute. I guess Luz's dad death as I wrote it here is also a Lumity scene. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> that was a factor for me. Yeah, my favorite Lumity scene is definitely the one where um, Penta's trying to convince Amity that Luz has told her that she needs to get the thing or else. I just kind of like enjoy that sort of they have to work for their relationship kind of thing rather than it all being hunky-dory for the whole season like it was for the most part i prefer what kind of mo- what kind of energy it brings out what what the relationship offers to characters to just a relationship existing in general another good lumity moment her mom being supportive and saying i'll find you a new girlfriend who doesn't <laughs> who isn't a not being that. supportive <laughs> <laughs> oh at least you know her mother's not homo like, like yeah. diversity when exactly at, that's what i mean that's what I mean. mother isn't homophobic she's just classic homophobia does not exist on the boiling aisles all right so congratulations loses dad death for being the best scene <laughs> uh, the best heartfelt no. scene <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. This one really was not easy. Favorite main character. Yeah, this one uh, this one's hard because there's a lot of characters like yeah, this one this one was easy for me because it didn't change at all since my last award rankings. Uh my my number 1 is Ida and my number This two is the way is fa this is favorite main character award by the way. There we go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I just checked my old answers and mine didn't change either. <laughs> That's funny. Mine have completely changed. Mine have completely changed. I don't know what mine were. I didn't look. I've got Amity as my fave and Luz as my runner-up. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to... I have Luz written right now, but I think with how much we've talked about Amity here, especially that I said Eclipse Lake's my favorite, I think I'm going to swap that for Amity. I think I just wasn't sure if I was considering Amity a main character or not, but I also wrote it in the notes that she is a main character. So, yeah, I'm going to say Amity uh, over Luz, but, they, but they're both great. Like, Luz has more emotion this season where she's very conflicted about wanting to see her mom again, but also not wanting to leave, but knowing that she has to leave and then, like, not, not knowing if her mom's okay and stuff like that. Like, that aspect of her is really good, but I think Amity's like Amity's dynamic of like falling in love for her first time and like having strict parents and stuff I feel like that ends up being more interesting to me they're pretty much interchangeable for me like if I had Lucin number one and Amity runner-up I'd be fine with that too I'd like them so much but then like also the rest of the cast is like right there also like they have a lot of really really good characters but you know what you know what you ready for a controversial opinion right here ready for a controversial opinion I think just in terms of visual design I like Amity's green hair look more than her new one. I, I agree. I do think yeah. her green not that hair it's looks... e not that it's even important, but <laughs> it's definitely a better character design. I do love the color purple, but Amity's green hair is just a better character design. I think it it just feels more interesting and iconic the way she. I mean, she still does. She still has a little bit of brown in her purple hair, right? But I don't know the way a little she does. Bit. No, it's funny to me. It's like when my friend has, like, they dye their hair, and I really, really liked their old color a lot, and I thought it looked better on them, but then I noticed that they're way happier with the new color. It makes me like the new color more. Yeah, I feel the exactly. same way about Amity, exactly. where I'm like, I'm so happy for her. So it was like not just the color. She changed her haircut, too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I think totally it's a matter, like, I'm just thinking not even character development. I'm just thinking, like, visual yeah. design. Because she was kind of an antagonist in season one, too, like, that green look, the way it was tied up, like, that is such a good, like, kind of mean girl design. And she's definitely not that kind of character anymore, so it makes sense for it to be changed for sure. But I think just as a design, I think that that original looks better. But I don't know. This isn't even an important thing to talk about. <laughs> I wonder what other people think about, about that. Oh, God. Um, well, if, if you're asking, I can tell you what I think about it. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I have a love-hate relationship with um, Amity's character, I suppose. Like, I, I, I know that she's one of many character, one of many very nice, pleasant characters in the Owl House. But I feel like, um, like I was saying a moment ago, what I, what I like the most is what kind of sides you bring out of each of the characters. I feel like we didn't get many sides to Amity this season, even though she got a lot of screen time. We did get moments of awkwardness with her relationship, and they do a wonderful job at presenting a teenage relationship. But there's nothing, there's nothing in the season that compels me to scream, "Oh wow, Amity is my favorite character in season two. 
not like in season one where I found her quite compelling, but you know, as a as a mean girl who's trying her best to actually be the best at everything and is, you know, kind of under a lot of pressure because loses fucking things up, <laughs> which is great. But you know, so and I think the haircut I, I really love the colour purple and I love her little winter outfit in the snow episode. But yeah. I'd like to see more fire under Amity. I'd like to see her making mistakes more often and, you know, some actual fire to her character rather than her just being really nice forever now. I think that's a fair criticism. True. At least she's not awkward and lovey-dovey like she was in that one season one episode. At least she's not Willow. Rude, but yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) My runner-up character, which I was mentioning a little bit before, I basically said everything that I meant to say about him. But my my runner-up is King, surprisingly. Wow. Because like I was saying, I just think they did such a good job with his his emotional arc here and like the the reveal of him being a titan makes especially if you look back on the show like it makes it so much more interesting <laughs> I, I think you know he had maybe like three or four episodes kind of actually dedicated to him like i feel like other characters clearly got more attention than he did but i think they got some emotion out of me with some of the stuff that they had him go through and, and learn and stuff so i think that he's worthy of of being raised up here to my runner-up can I just say how annoying it is that you have, like, six favorite character categories? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I definitely could have just cut, cut one we, of we, these We could have had, like, two, maybe. Like, maybe two. But now we have six. So now what do we do? It's because I had our season one thing and then added to it. And I was like, I can't get rid of that, right? <laughs> okay, well, good news is I had a different character for every single one of them. So, yeah. you know... Um, so I, I don't know, I, my favourite main character this season was actually Gus, of all people. Now, Aww. the reason it's Gus is because, like, everybody who I like, like, everybody who I liked last season, I, I still like this season, but I like a little bit less. But You're Gus... crazy. I <laughs> did not like Gus. I did not like Gus or King last season. I, I, I did not like either of them at all. But then Gus was, like, the main character in my favourite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I like how weirdly overpowered he turned out to be. First of all, I like that he grew up along with his voice actor, even if it was, even if it was very, very silly. I like that he grew up. Oh, but I like, that he en- I like that he ended up getting this sort of character of his own, which I don't feel like they accomplished with Willow, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they did a good job with Willow this season or last season. But I feel like they did a good job at Gus and making him stand up for himself and making him really feel like he was able to develop his own relationships outside of being Willow's best friend or Luz's best friend. He really felt like, you know, a character that I enjoy following. So Gus was my favourite main character this season, mostly because of how different I feel about him now to how I felt about him in season one. I feel like he's the most improved character at the very least. That's the definitely the prize I would give him. Most improved um, character would have been an interesting... Yeah, uh... most improved <laughs> character. King? King would be the second most improved... King would be the second most improved character. For my second favorite character this season, I was stuck between King and Hootie. Because, <laughs> because, because I thought they were both amazing. I, I thought Hootie was amazing every single time we saw Hootie. It's like, it really builds upon that scene in the preseason finale. I didn't even Hootie consider Hootie, everyone. but Hootie was great this season. 
Yeah, Hootie was just amazing, like an absolute chaos gremlin. And every time they did something, like it was so adventure time to your cursed. I absolutely loved it. I loved when Hootie's skeleton was like 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 abandoned somewhere. It was drying out or something. I thought that was messed up and I loved it. I loved that Hootie could apparently expand his insides to improve the size of the owl house. I love that Hootie is a demon. Hootie's a demon? <laughs> yeah, a bug type demon. And not a palisman type. I, I don't know. Hootie is the owl house. I just love every single Hootie scene this season. Um, once again, King would be like the second most improved character, but Hootie definitely made me smile every time he was on screen. So Hootie's my second favorite main character this season. Yeah, that's very, very fair. I didn't even consider that and also, this is called the Hootie Awards, and this is our, this is our first time mentioning him <laughs> in this entire thing. We've talk, been talking for like two hours, and we just mentioned him. Wow. <laughs> Did anyone else have a runner-up they didn't say? I said mine. Sean? Yeah, mine was loose. I said mine, too. Do we even have much of a consensus on this I one, mean, then? didn't two of us say Amity? We win. Haha. I think a yeah. lot of us talked about Amity, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Congratulations, Amity. As a reminder, because I didn't really talk about it, my, my favorites are Ida Amity. Okay, then Amity wins. Good job, Amity. I, I, I'm not going to elaborate on this. Just Ida, just everything about her. No further discussion. Amity, unfortunately, cannot come here to just earn the prize. to get the prize. She's uh, too busy crying because we made fun of her haircut. All right. Oh uh, I guess we need a commercial real quick. Coming this summer. Okay, so that's so this is consistent. Brandon was a regular <laughs> a green dinosaur. You know, he was eating plants. He was eating animals. He was an omnivore dinosaur. It doesn't look uh, like it. You know, until he met the love of his life. Oh, <laughs> a goth dinosaur. <laughs> he, yeah, I know. Very interesting dynamic in this one. Coming this summer is a uh, Dino Heart. Why not Dino Heart? Is God he the, no longer that's his name, like, I what think. What happened? Like, why did he change his diet? Uh, I have questions. Oh, I love. I want to watch this. Well, <laughs> we'll email dinoheart at dinoheart.com if you have any questions. Uh, tune in for the trailer premiere this, this summer. summer. Uh, they in, really like. They really worked on Gothasaur's character in season two. I, I respect Disney's it. first gay character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's lucid if Disney's first traditionally animated movie going this summer, Gothasaur. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright, next category is favorite new character, yes. Okay, we all know who's gonna come away with the prize on this one, right? Uh just because Nick picks Hunter doesn't mean that we all pick Hunter. Ooh. Okay, but we'll have Hunter, like, as our second favorite or something, right? Yeah, mine's second favorite. <laughs> yeah, mine's second favorite. <laughs> but there were, a, you know, I know it's kind of confusing because there's also a villain category, but, like, there was a handful of new characters. Well, sure. yeah, I picked Rain. Rain is my For a while one. I had Hunter, I did not want to choose Hunter in this category because I had him in the next category, which, by the way, the next category is, like, kind of confusing. But we'll get to that. But then <laughs> I came up with a different answer there, and I moved Hunter up here, and, like, he's good. I have Rain as my number one. Rain is my number one, too. Oh, my God. Rain's my, Rain's my runner-up. Well, Rain wins. Rain wins. Rain beats Hunter? Question mark? Yes. Right, okay. So, my favorite was the Connector. There you go. That counts. 
Yeah. Like, you know, choice. they could actually just come in, spamming the entire plot with a ten-ton truck the size of the moon. Mm. Uh, I don't know how it's ten tons and the size of the moon. Just ask the collector. Um, and, and you know, as a, a killer theme tune, I really love the collector. And my second favourite was Hunter, who really grew on me over the season. I did not like Hunter at first. I didn't really like him until Hollowind. And then I was like, you know what, Hunter's fine. Hunter's fine. Then he was in my favourite episodes. Was so, Hollow Mind bef- that, that, that was before the one when he was at the school hiding, eating chips, right? Yeah, yeah. that's Labyrinth Runners. So he was in Labyrinth Runners, and that was my favourite episode, largely because of Hunter. So uh, uh, Hunter was ended up as my second favourite because of the last few episodes of the season and how like cathartic they were compared to his earlier appearances, in my opinion. Brain's just really compelling. I love their voice acting a lot. One of the things, I think I've mentioned this already, like, I'm so surprised that Rain was a main character, essentially. Like, I really thought Rain was going to appear in one episode. <laughs> also, and I'm so glad that they did not. We haven't really talked about it, but the flashback episode with young Ida and Rain was a yes! great episode. I, I was that. so, I had, you know, I mentioned before, I had a really tough time deciding a favorite episode, and I really was considering that one. Yeah, I loved it. They, they were really cute, and they're great. Okay, so what does that mean? Does that mean Rain wins, or does that mean Hunter wins? Well, two people have uh, Rain You and Michan both have Rain as our number one. So Hunter loses. Yes, we won. Yeah. Hunter. I think I think Rain wins. Um, nice. That's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a it's a good surprise. But we all essentially pick the same ones. And Tipsy, honestly, I love the Collector too. I think it's just dragged down by him not appearing too much. Like if they had. One yeah. more scene of him being really, really cool, he would be my favorite. Yeah, the collector is an scene. incredibly valid choice. I'm very much looking forward to seeing more of him. We just not that much yet. The collector's scene at the at the end was incredible, but like the entire season, I was just like, all right, who's that? I don't care that much. Like I was like not really into that. Yeah. Like no, but I think even when we didn't know much, just like the yeah, when he was no. like a concept, I think it was still really cool because I was For still sure. like, who is this? What's going on? Look at the design. Look the at him mystery, turning into yeah. shape-shifting and stuff. Like, it's very cool. I just wish we had one more, like, powerful moment of, um, of him. But anyways, congratulations, Rain. Play Ida's Requiem for the... Oh, wait, because you didn't know Rain would win. Never mind. You got a pass. Yeah, yeah. Why would why would he why would he have like a song prepared for a character? Yeah, can you no can you prepare a song it? for every individual character, please? <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know everyone's votes until we start talking about them, though. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have, have to just pick every character. You can just play one of the song, the correct song. Yeah, every character wins. I'm not saying you look ahead of time. I'm saying you make a song for every character in the whole series, and you're prepared <laughs> for. Oh. Anyone okay, I, wins. See. <laughs> I see what you mean. Okay. Next time. <laughs> Make one for my photo meal. Yeah. Right, okay. Favorite Empress Cove. And remember, mine was Rain. I'll just get out the Ray right away. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I could have said that technically. I forgot to even think about Rain as that. I yeah. Empress Cove uh, member. I, I, for I this, I was. Rain counted, yeah. I was thinking that counts, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was thinking more specifically. An Emperor's Coven member who's like, you know, has a more of a villain role. But I guess Rain but did for like two episodes. Antagonist as well. Yeah, but that's separate because I there's picked, monsters and I stuff. I picked Darius because every time Darius was on screen, there I was go. like, you're all awesome. yeah. monster is an antagonist in season two. Uh, 
the thing from the episode that we all forgot? Uh, that's a spoiler. We are not on that category yet. <laughs> I picked yeah, Darius sit, as my... Sit back down, Tipsy. I picked Darius as my number one, and I have Scary Grandma as my number two, but her name is Tara, but I like Scary Grandma. Tara Snapdragon. I had, I had Tara Snapdragon as my runner-up for a while because she was the only one I kind of remembered. And she had, she had good moments. She wanted to kill those kids, and that was funny. <laughs> uh, but at the end, I swapped her out for Darius. This is my runner-up that I'm talking about right now, but because we were just yeah. talking about this. Because Darius, I was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, he's just, like, really cool. But His introduction a, I just, I just, was awesome. He's, like, chill, yeah. kind of. I just have a good time whenever he's on screen. Yeah, he's cool. He was my winner. I don't know if I said that. He's my Darius winner. was my runner-up as well. I really like his creepy powers and how he transforms his entire body into an abomination. And I how, love how, how he, he like, like, is an abomination. He's of. so villain-coded and so scary, but, like, he's actually a really cool guy. But he's also, like, uh, like as opposed to Terra, he's, like, a you know, he's kind of a bad guy, but he's like, oh, this is weird what the Emperor's doing. I'm gonna go side with the mm -hmm. people who aren't gonna kill me, like, sort of thing. Like, yeah. he has, like, he just and, knows. And, <laughs> by the way, so far, we've, we've mentioned Rain, Darius, and Terra, who are all not part of the Emperor's coven. They're the heads of other covens. That's why I was confused about, like, That's what I one. meant. I'm sorry. I... I... That's what I meant. Oh, I just assume that's what Nick meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my number one, uh, my number one winner for Emperor's Coven member category is Philip himself. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I took Philip as as the that one guard, Steve. I thought you picked Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Philip, really? <laughs> you know what? Steve would be a good pick because uh, there's not many Emperor's Coven members that aren't that aren't that are actually Emperor's uh, Coven members and not you know. Yeah, um, I meant the head witches. I meant the people, the bad guys. Well, yeah. Anyway, to elaborate, quick. Um, uh, we don't get a whole lot of him in the show. So I think whenever he does show up, they're like, this is the main villain. We're, we're, we're going to give you big villain vibes from him. Well, I guess Belos is, you know, the, his modern incarnation. He does have still... a commanding presence, for sure. Yeah, and it's season two, in a way, the, you know, so much happened in season two. But you could say it's kind of it's like Philip the season, because we're learning about his backstory throughout in the background all throughout it. And we knew that he was the emperor from minute one, but like it was cool to see it play out. Yeah. And again, I'm just thinking about how in the finale, Luz was talking to him, and I think like she called him Bellus, and he said like, "Please, we're both humans. Just call me Philip." It was it was just really cool that they had because even whenever he appeared and he was the you know the big bad, we have so little um, moments of him and Luz together as like the the main character and the main villain, and I just loved what little we did get there. You mentioned you mentioned the emperor, so now are we moving on to the next category, or uh, Nick's, Nick, Nick's runner-up for a favorite uh, coven member was Kiki Mora, but nobody else said that, so I will. I guess I don't have to elaborate because nobody else. Kiki Mora uh, is actually an emperor's coven member. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, okay. you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> who okay, wants? So who Darius, wins? Darius, Darius wins, I think. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing something. <laughs> okay. Next category: favorite antagonist award, which. I guess because we're all confused, and I apologize. You guys could have told me that you were confused <laughs> as we were voting, but that's okay. No, and I have to complain about that like, during the video, like a mature person. <laughs> Antagonist award was meant to be very, like, more so a one-off villain, like a adversary that was apparent for one episode, which kind of happens more so, like, more in the first half of the season, I guess, which is what we don't remember much about. But yeah. 
Right. I, I wasn't confused about antagonists. I was just not sure if by Emperor's Coven member you meant, like, the Coven heads, but I, I assumed you must have, because there's, like, no Emperor's Coven characters, basically. Listen, like I said in our season finale video, I don't know what the hell a Coven is, so I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, you guys think very specifically about this stuff because you understand it a lot more than I do, so I apologize for that one. <laughs> but anyway, my favorite antagonist was Terra Snapdragon. Welcome to heck. I really like this character. I wanted to talk about her a second ago, but I knew I had her here, so I didn't. Anyway, um, I really like how, like, she, she doesn't give a fuck. She, she's, she's ride or die. Um, she doesn't care and will get everyone killed for fun if she wants. I don't know, there's something like I really appreciate about that sort of mad character. But at the same time, she's a bit of a loser because she was totally tricked by Bellos thinking that he was going to make some she was also paradise. She was also tricked by Rain. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah, she was tricked by Rain. And you know what? I would have really liked it if Terra was like better than both of them. Like, can you imagine the absolute Chad energy if not only did Terra know that Rain had tricked her and was preparing like a backup plan, which I think she did. I think she did know that Rain had tricked her because she, um, like she pulls Rain back towards her, doesn't she? I think Terra did know or at least identify that Rain had set them up. But then when she like turns to Rain and says, Rain, Bellos is, Be is making paradise, right? And Rain just shakes their head. I simultaneously thought that was a brilliant scene and that it was a stupid one. Like, imagine if Terra was just absolutely insane and didn't care if everybody died and just wanted it she to happen. She kind of seemed like that chaos. kind of character before, too. Yeah, uh, if, if, if Terra was like that, like absolutely understanding what's going on but doesn't care, then God, she'd probably be one of my favorite characters this season. But she's my favorite antagonist instead. I, I especially liked how scary she was compared to other characters. And I kind of wish they doubled down on her being that kind of madman who does not give a damn. So um, my second favorite was Belos because Belos is just terrifying. I think my favorite line of dialogue from Belos in the entire show is when Hikimori asks what she's supposed to do and Belos just says, find a ditch and lie in it. <laughs> and and also when Belos talks, of, like during his propaganda scene with the draining spell, he heavily implies that people are going to go to hell if they don't get their coven insignias. And I was like, this guy is just such a real villain in this little cartoon. He's not just a cartoon villain, he's a real-life yes. villain. Tipsy. And I'm absolutely here for it. Can you read the parentheses for me, please? A one-episode appearance monster villain, not Emperor or Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> collector can be chosen for this. So we can choose the collector. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care. The, 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 Bellos is my favorite antagonist. <laughs> I chose the collector for this. There we go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the collector, there, there's not enough of him yet. I feel to to have to get a favorite character award, uh, but he definitely deserves some kind of award. He has so much presence when he appeared right at the very end of the episode. What's gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know, but he's cool. So the collect collector is my runner-up, but my winner which uh, will explain more along the lines of what I meant for you guys to choose for this one. My winner is the Titan Egg Guardian stone creature thing from- Oh, Nick, you, you know, what, guess what I wrote for my, for my runner-up. 
Okay, well, there we go. Okay. Sean Nick. Luke. Nick, That's his name, the, by the way. That was the name. They had a name? God damn it. <laughs> we're on the same wavelength because I purposely didn't pick, like, I picked monsters. That's it. And yeah, my, okay. my, my number one is Metroid Scary Monster, which is yeah, who you're okay. referring to. Is that what you wrote? Is that how you wrote <laughs> and, and for my number two, I, I technically have Bellos, but I specifically wrote the monster version of Bellos because it's so uh-huh. cool. The, like, inner... Yeah. Do you, I, was, I called him Inner Bellos at first, but I think Inner Bellos wasn't actually the monster in the dream. So just the monster version with yeah. all the, like, palismans and all that. Does that mean Metroid Scary Monster wins? Yes. Well, Maybe. Or is it the collector? I have the collector as number one, and Sean Lucas too. Did Tipsy say collector? As or my no? favorite new character. That's your favorite new character, okay. But not villain or antagonist, mm. which is what we're on. I think Titan Egg Guardian Metroid John Luke is the winner because it has two. <laughs> it's the winner twice. So there we go. Um, it's a winner twice. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, I mean it's good. It's like. The most memorable part of that episode, for sure. We, t- we like we 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 referred back to the Metroid Dread episode so many times throughout this podcast. Yeah, it's uh, such a cool horror thing, and I love that, and that's always going to stick with me for sure. So, yeah, congratulations, monster that apparently has. John Luke. Yep. Uh, K- King named him that at the end of the episode. Yeah, I I got a, I remember King saying that. I just don't remember the context. Okay. Uh, I know we got another quick word from our sponsor real quick, uh, right here. Uh, Uh, I will never leave. You cannot, I will never leave. Okay, there we go. There's our, uh... What the... There's our next sponsor. (laughs) Okay. Um, next up is, uh, even more confusing, favorite side character. (laughs) Which could also be a villain, I guess. What have you done? I don't know. Yeah. Just fucking, just fucking talk about characters you like. Okay, favorite about. side characters. I this is where I put Bellos. Okay. Yes, me too. Me too. Because he's got this commanding presence, terrifying, well written, super cool, great voice acting, cool design, everything. That's why I pick. Yes. And your owner up? Uh, Amity siblings. Uh, once again. Nice. <laughs> I went for like because it's hard. I looked up side characters. I'm like, I just. A lot of, like, side characters, quote-unquote, that I would have picked were, like, kind of in the main character category, I guess. Because it's, like, to me, like, Gus and Willow are side characters, not main characters, but they were yeah. under the parentheses of main characters. They're on the line, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just, just specifically, because they were barely in the season, but just the way they talk to Amity when she's all stressed, but also, like, when we saw Edric, was it, is it Edric? Elric? Yeah. Edric? Yeah. Edric. And we saw Edric uh, take the illusion magic off, and he had those glasses in that one episode, and all the potion making. It was really cute. I loved that. Oh shit! My favorite character, my favorite side character, just changed like right now. Because of what I said. <laughs> yep. Oh nice. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about my favorite side characters. But I feel like I, you know, cheated this whole category kind of, because in my um, in my number one spot, I have Edric and Emra. Uh, but mostly the reason I'm the, I'm putting them here is because of everything Edric did in the wrestling episode. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> that was like so fun. They got some a little bit of development there, and then and then still in my number one category, I also said bonus Alador because he like kind of became a real character this season. We got to see a little bit of him. Hmm. And then my my runner up my, my runner up favorite side character I said Cyclops Hatwoman from the past. Of course, I was you gonna. Don't. I was. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna put a picture of her on your uh, thing, but I wasn't sure if you were gonna remember. 
Oh. <laughs> Why are we obsessed with her again? Cute. She has a really good character design. I just yeah, saw her and I, was, and I was like, the, the second I saw her, I was like, oh, I'm in love. And then we don't see her again. <laughs> but then we do see her again later in Hollow Mind, I think, because we we saw the Emperor like flashback that same time period. And I was like, oh, she's a character. Wait, did the Emperor kill her? <laughs> uh, something like that. I don't know. The no, Emperor not... kills the cute cycles lady. Probably, I don't know. We don't that we had canon that she's still alive. She's still alive, okay. She's, she's super old. Right, yeah. So so my favorite is definitely Edric now. Like like I think one of my favorite scenes is when they when they remove the illusion jobs and you realise that Edric is a spotty teenager uh, who's who's growing his hair out and Ella No, not Ella Emera, Emera is uh, what, what was Emera's quirk again? I forgot. What did she look like? Did, did she have spots as well? Probably. Yeah, no, she had acne. Um, Ed- Edric, I don't think he had acne as much. He had like glasses uh, and like yeah, different I hair. Think. I think. Edric looked like a loser, and Emera was going through puberty. So I, I really, I really enjoyed that reveal. I found that so funny. Like, like, you know, like the Adventure Time yeah. kind of reveal <laughs> of everything you thought he was normal. wrong. They're just um, normal guys. So, yeah, so I've always loved them. I still love them. They're my favourite side characters. Anadol was originally my top pick for this category because I really liked that Anadol is this sort of complicated bad parent who yeah. kind of learns from his mistakes over time, like learns to connect to his daughter. She doesn't accept him straight away. Not by any means. Amity is very arm's length with Alador. But Alador, while he's a complete pushover and he lets his wife get away with way too much stuff, he does have his principles. Like, I think one of the... I, I said it was my least favourite episode, but I think my favourite part of um, Escape and Expulsion is when Alador just tells his wife a blight keeps their word. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, fuck, I guess I have a reputation to uphold. I don't know. I just liked something about that. Like, it's it's a he's a complicated relative. He's not just evil and he's not good either. And they really do a good job at showing him being a bad parent, but also learning to do better over time. So yes, I really exactly. like Alador. But does that mean Bellos wins? <laughs> um... I mean, Bellos shouldn't have been chosen for this category. Bellos is a favourite side character? <laughs> I think Amity Sim... Like, I think Amity's siblings I, win. Yeah. I My runner-ups, because I didn't know what to pick for this, my runner-ups, I said Rain slash Hunter, even though we already talked about them so much. Um, but I would replace that with Amity's siblings now. I was thinking how, like, I feel like they didn't show up that much this season, but they yeah. did. They just... They only played an actual mostly. role in this episode that we're talking about, but yeah, yeah. that was a really good thing. So... Yeah. Uh, I'll have them as... The I'll have them as my runner-up, and that makes them the winners. Yeah. Um... But also my my winner was Bellos, but the true winner is Amity's siblings. Where's the music? Where's the music? I got Real, too many tabs Cyclops Hatwoman. Respect. I'm, I'm sorry, Cyclops Hatwoman. Favorite background character, Cyclops Hatwoman. Okay. I had trouble with okay. least favorite, least... honestly. I had some trouble here, but I was just like, eh, I gotta pick something. Okay, my least favorite character was Mafo the Mule, as always. I have not changed my thoughts on him very much since the previous season. I did like the episode he was in this season, but I didn't like it enough for him to not to stop being my least favorite character. And I noticed that he showed up again at Hexide later in the season, and I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, I don't like Mafo the Mule, and I hope he dies when we never see him again. <laughs> uh, my, how, oh, this d- is describe, be describe how you want him to die. 
I, I want him to like be sacrificed, like um, like the character in Wizard City. Remember? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> He's how the did, same character. Feel, They're just the same character. About, how did Tipsy? How did you feel about when um, Steve took off his mask and he looks like he's probably related to Metholomew? It's like the cool the Metholomew. <laughs> I want any trace <laughs> of Metholomew to be undone by the collector. So any hint or sorry, suggestion, sorry, Steve. any hint sorry, or Steve, suggestion of Metholomew is Metholomew no more. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's gonna go. Mythologist's not oh my, my pick. I don't care about him at all. I don't hate him. <laughs> okay, but I want to talk about my my runner-up, which is Riddle. Oh. Ooh, really? Oh no. Yeah, Riddle is my runner-up because like I've never, whenever I think of like a character who is like the main character's best friend, but they never do anything again with that character. Riddle is definitely at the top of my list of that sort of character trope of useless friend, or absolutely irrelevant friend because they try and make out that Riddle's had all this character growth but she really like she hasn't earned the idea that she has really grown from who she was before in my opinion we haven't had enough screen time and development for her for her to feel satisfactory for me and they keep trying to tell us that we should feel that way and I don't like that I don't like being told how I should feel about a character that the show clearly doesn't give a damn about so Willow is my least favourite main character and my second least favourite character this season unless we talk about Kikimura because I don't like Kikimura but I, I do like appreciate Kikimura's character at least I think Willow is just there even like I talked about how much I like Gus this season Willow did not get anywhere near the amount of good work that Gus did and yet she's still there so uh, and they still want us to, con to convince us that she did so I, I don't like Willow damn oh. I thought we like <laughs> were starting to like Willow well here's the thing here's the thing about Willow they got me because she is so cute and her voice actress is so cute and I'm like dang it exactly and I she does these like cute her. little things like the five second rule with breathing Dude, Willow has some good moments for sure I think what but, Tipsy is saying is that she doesn't have like a lot of character development yeah, stuff yeah. The that's what I, I totally agree with everything she said so yeah but my, my least favorite character is Professor Hermunculus. Do you remember this guy? Because no. they tell you you should not remember I, I, him. I thought you said, I thought you were going to say Professor Bump then, and I was like, okay. Who's Professor uh, Hermunculus? Uh, Professor Hermunculus is the, like, mean sports teacher from any sport in the storm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he was just acting like nothing he did made sense. I don't know. The little guy, also, right? The, hmm? with, who's getting carried by an abomination, that guy? Or yeah, yeah, him. Because okay. he's the abomination teacher. That's why he's named Hermunculus. But he also does sports, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just put him down, like, any sport in a storm, you know, it's it's not really... It's pretty middle of the road, I guess, as an episode. Um, I don't hate it. I do think it feels the most like a season one episode out of any of the season two episodes. Uh, and, like, random school teacher man number two being there was a contributor to that <laughs> and also like Tibbles in that episode and stuff yes so I just put I just kind of put him there as a symbol of that I guess what you said leads into my winner being Tibbles <laughs> oh wow <laughs> what what episode even was that that he was showed up in the one oh yeah that was any sport in a storm it was okay okay that yeah okay that's a pretty fucking bad episode <laughs> Yeah, that and was, also that, that was, one has, you know, we were just talking about Willow, that one has Willow saying, like, I'm just half a witch, which is something, like, I thought she had dealt with already, but yeah. they just brought her back for yeah. that. So yeah. she could relate yeah. to Hunter, which is, like, kind of neat, but whatever. Yeah. Well, 
Because what in the Looking Glass Ruins, I was talking about how I don't remember the the lose subplot of that one at all. But that lose subplot was apparently very significant. So uh, I guess I do remember that. But in contrast to that, then the sport and the storm subplot was like probably the dumbest subplot the show has ever had because it was completely useless and and reintroduced Tibbles for no reason. And it like seemed like it was setting something up that would be cool, but it was very obviously it was very obviously going to set it up in like a subversive way. And then they just made the subversive way even worse by making it Tibbles. So there you go. <laughs> and Matholomew, right? Wasn't it both yeah. of them? Yeah. Yeah. Was he? No, yeah, he it was, was there. Uh, no, he was Tiny there. Nose. Tiny Nose, like, was definitely there. He was there. I remember yeah. specifically that he was carrying a book. We recognize in our review of that that, like, it's definitely self-aware that, like, those are two, like, kind of crummy, stupid, generic villain dudes that they had team up for this funny subplot. But the fact that they, like, seemed like they were maybe going to lead that into something that was interesting is what really ruined it. My runner-up character is Kikimura, and I feel bad about this because I had her as one of my favorite categories like last time we did awards. But in season one, she wasn't, she didn't do much, you know? So yeah. like, I kind of made her my favorite just because she was mysterious and a very good character design. But like all of her appearances in season two, she just became more like pathetic. I think you liked her so watch. much because she had so much potential. Like, Yeah, like, exactly. She, even in like the... Like, she has a spot in the theme song, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. she's right there, and then, like, you see, like, the flip. You know, Hunter's there, Lilith's there. I mean, even Lilith, you could argue, like, she didn't really do yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> Lilith vanishes. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, that that makes sense. Yeah, I, don't, I think I think Kiki Moore's cuteness still wins me over. I think she's, she's still uh, just about an average character for me. I wouldn't say I, I dislike her. But uh, yeah, I think what they did with her well, wasn't the Well, yeah, thing again, I don't hate her, but it was kind of hard to choose the least favorite character, like Chan was saying. Yeah, I had trouble, so I kind of went instead of, like, my least favorite, I hate them, to, like, characters that I was disappointed they didn't do more with or that were unremarkable. Mm -hmm. So I chose Adrian Gray, who's the Illusion Coven head, who was in just that one episode. Because I was like, oh yeah, you were kind oh, of yeah. unremarkable. Yeah. You were kind of unremarkable and only serve to give that thing to Gus and then disappear forever. Like, you know, I was like, whatever. Uh, my backup's Amity's mom. I don't know. She's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. She's fine. You know, I I, I, I enjoy the conflict she brings, I suppose, yeah. to the family. She's just very direct. There's yeah. not, I mean, it's not like there's time to do anything more interesting with her. Yeah. Really, but, like, yeah, she was very much just like, she's the mean rich mom, and that's it, the end. Did we have a winner for this category? Uh, wait, we didn't talk about Nick's runner-up. Oh! Which is uh, V. Huh. Sorry, which is V, which, is, which oh. I feel like was, is <laughs> rude. But I don't know, I feel like we need to see more of her, which we will. She's just kind of a weird thing to introduce. I need to see what their ambition is with where she's going to go. I agree with that. It really just seemed like a an excuse to give us a Human World episode. I feel like she could even tie into Collector hmm. lore, sort of, yeah, somehow. Well, I, mean, I, I will admit that the reveal of who V is was kind of disappointing compared to the mystery of, like, who's this Luz imposter? Yeah. But I, that doesn't, I don't know. I agree that I was disappointed about that aspect specifically, but I think she's cute, and I hope to see more of her. I feel like, too, this is just, this is very, very cynical of me, I think. But I see her in fan art and stuff often, too, and I just feel like she's one of those characters that they wrote 
because they were like, this will be so cute. Like, everyone will really like this character in her conflict, and she will be so cute, and the fandom will love her, Uwu Bean. And they're like, no. I don't know, that bothers me. No, I agree. I don't like I don't, I don't don't like her very much. I mean, I don't, I don't hate her, but I, I know very much that V's, V's like one of those characters. Like, you, you have to feel bad for this character. The, the show will tell you exactly how you're supposed to feel about this character and how, how tragic her story is. And I, I just felt, you know, spoken down to. Like, I couldn't make my own opinions about V. I had to like her, even though there was no substance to her. So I didn't like V. Yeah, I, I have hope that they could make her more significant. But yeah, I think they just, they were just like, she'll be cute. They'll like her. She'll be cute. And it's like, eh, but like, what else is she going to do? I prefer characters who have some kind of agency over their own fate, which is why I didn't like Hunter at all during the first half of the season because we were supposed to feel so bad for him. I didn't like him until he broke free from Bellas. I feel the same for V. I won't like her until we get to see her being a bit more mischievous and doing her own thing rather than just being a victim. I wonder if you would have liked V more if we got, you know, to see more into, like, what was going on in her head while she was impersonating Luce. I mean, I'd, I'd like sure. to see V like being like a little a little shit, you know, like, exactly what you say. Like you know, seeing her try to impersonate Luce and then being really proud of herself when she manages to trick everyone, including Luce's mum. Like a bit more of a chaotic neutral kind of character yeah. who just wants some love rather than the pure victim that we got in the episode. Hmm. Yeah. So who wins? Does anyone win this one? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Did I- Maffalemio? Uh, no. Did anyone else say Kikimura? I mean, I could make it easy and change mine to V, because I agree with that. (laughs) Oh my god! Are we going to say V for our least favorite character? Are we really going to do that? Uh, I'm not changing mine, but you guys can do what you want. Every character is the least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love how, like, that's your official conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh... Next, next up... Next up, we have one more commercial real quick. I know we're running out of time, oh. but we gotta we got, we got get through these. Alright, here we go. Coming this summer! That's a lot of stuff in summer. <laughs> Gerald was a normal cactus! Eating water from the from the sand, having birds and stuff eat his fruits, yeah. whatever that whatever goes on. It's yeah. exactly the same as the last advert. <laughs> no, it's different. It's a cactus. Let's keep yeah, going. But but <laughs> until he met the love of his <laughs> life. Who's that? <laughs> Wait. Tiny love coming These this are summer. Stories. Is this whole show an allegory for abusive relationships? Because that cactus does not look good. Hey, well, you gotta see the movie and find out. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, but it's super romantic because even though he's so prickly and, and you know, he's like thorns, but he still needs love and the man still loves him even though it hurts him every single step of the way. Yeah, see, yeah that's what, together. you know, but I then think the that's cactus, look, look at the way the cactus looks. Like, it, it's like a play on the trope that you can love someone even though they're toxic. No, it calls that out and say, like, that behavior is not okay. And that's why I love the cactus show, whatever it's called. Spiny love. Spiny love. There, I feel like there might be something going on behind the scenes, I, like you know, all the all the movie producing companies, you know, like got got, a, got the got different copies of a leaked script, and all all the movies coming out this summer are going to be pretty similar to each other. <laughs> They're yeah. the same. Aren't they <laughs> always like that though? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, favorite favorite location, favorite location. I feel like there were Metro that... Dread. What? Ooh, cool. Oh, Metro. 
I was gonna say, I feel like there weren't that many locations at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I agreed, agreed. This was hard for me, but I did, I picked some good choices, I think. I Tipsy, also picked Metroid on. Dread, by the way. Yeah, Metroid Dread area, it was just spooky and cool. I don't remember most of it, but I do remember how the episode made me feel, and I enjoyed it. I liked the little alcove at the top where King was hiding, and how he clearly fell out of it when he was born or something. My second favourite location was the Titan Hunters area. I just liked the entire Monster Hunter vibe they had cool going bones. on there, but also, how it, but also how they were like cultists, you know? They were living on another Titan. Like, the edge of the world, it's called, right? It's I, the edge of the I, world. This, this was my winner as well, yes. What, the Titan place? <laughs> yes, but also I, I wrote the O Titan or Art Thou Titan, which is the wrong episode. The wrong so. episode. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah, those are my favorite places. The two King-related episodes and the, the various locations. I felt like they had the coolest lore, the coolest juxtaposition to each other. One being um, a, titan, a Titan home and the other being a Titan slayer place. So, I felt like it was a good way of expanding the Owl House world and that's why those are my favorite. How about you guys? Identical. Literally. Oh, wow. That's right. Which one which wait, which one was the favorite and which one was the runner up? The Metro Dread area was my favorite. Okay. The Titan Hunter's Home was my second favorite. Okay. Same. Uh, my favorite location that I wrote down was Illusion Hexide. Oh, I thought about doing that. Yeah, but I that's thought that was cheating oh. one too. <laughs> It, that is a little bit cheating, isn't it? Because it's like a whole bunch of different locations. I would have probably picked that, but I didn't. But the fact that it's like a maze and people had to like find their way around because illusions were involved and I sometimes think, people were disguised. I think you're allowed to pick that because there weren't that many locations. The fact, the fact that Gus went full mob, um, question mark percentage, and just absolutely yeah, changed exactly. the entire place with a secret power inside of him. I just love it's that It's cool so much. for Gus, and it looks cool, and I like it, and it's my favorite. And my runner-up location is the Dead Wardian era. Really? That's interesting. That's, That's the, good. But the past... The uh, past, yes. Which, which, um, it's kind of also just a representative of the fact that I really like that episode, and I didn't choose it for my favorite. But I think it was very cool to see the past. Neither of these are locations. <laughs> they are technically. I actually picked. I packed. I, I picked past Boiling Isles as well before I switched mine to the Titan area. Actually, I think setting setting yeah. is a fa is a more appropriate yeah. word for that favorite setting and i think those are great picks as well so nick's favorite is uh the other titan i just i love the coloring of that place and like the whole bone designs and like the emperor or not the collector shrines and stuff like that was a very very cool locale and then my runner-up the metroid dread place is cool but i think aesthetically emperor's mind is more my kind of uh creepy mm -hmm. look Mm -hmm. So I put Emperor's Mind as my runner-up. I love all those dead trees, all those dead hunters. The, the like, <laughs> you love those creepy, dead hunters. Creepy, like, violent as hell some of the paintings were and stuff. Like, very, very cool. You know, I didn't there. put a lot of thought into my choices here. Now, you guys are talking about these other locations, and, like, I, I like, forgot to consider that the Emperor's Mind counts as, like, a location. I, I, yeah. I, th I thought a little bit about the um, Edge of the World other Titan, and I was like, eh, it wasn't really much going on there. But there, like, was. I just forgot. There were yeah. bones and cult stuff. So what wins? I, does Kings... I mean, like, statistically, we have two number ones on that. I could also yeah, argue yeah. that the Titan, the the second Titan would win, but I, I think probably Kings. Uh, right. Wait, did 
Nick, did you choose um, Edge of the World, please, as one of your yes, winners? Yes, Okay, winner. then, then there's three total votes for that. I think that probably means that uh, that one's the winner. Do we weigh winners more than runner-ups? Yes, okay. but it's hard to do that off the top of our heads. I like. I really, really like the that area, so I can I can definitely say that one wins. Then that was a really cool setting. Okay. All right. Sure. Titan Hunter World wins. Okay. This next category. This is essentially the final category. The next two are just additional discussion point categories. I'm gonna go fast with it because I have four minutes. Uh, okay. <laughs> go, go, go. Favorites Albert, second favorites Flapjack. Because, like, they're, like, the only two that mean anything. Oh, yeah, true. Me. Those are the only two who are real characters. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more just, like, in general, though, like, yeah. Google Owl House Palisman and see which yes, one you like. Yes, like, this category was me looking through the, the Palisman, you know, page on the Owl House wiki and, and thinking yeah, about, exactly. like, oh, which, which yeah. one's good. Um, my number one is Maya, which is Basha's Palisman. It's a crab. Uh, and I picked it only because I think it's a very good crab character design. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna post it in the Discord. Yeah, you, can, yeah, you gotta show it. I don't know it. Uh, like I, I saw this picture on the wiki, and I was like, you know, I, I really what like the? that. That's a Pokemon. I really like how its eyes are on the claws, and they're just it's two trapinches from Pokemon. It's a good cartoon character. Uh, I, I also rewatched the episode where everyone gets Palismans. I don't think we ever see this one from the front in the episode at all. <laughs> Uh, my runner-up is Amity's cat, who's named Ghost, because I think that that's a cool name, and it's a cute that's little white cat. Cool name. I didn't know it was that called Ghost. Cool. But my favorite palisman is Hunter's little guy, aka Flapjack. I think it's a really cool design. I like how Flapjack is clearly scarred and didn't like humans because it'd been mistreated so much, but it ended up returning to Caleb, its original owner, or an Echo descendant of Caleb, and reminding him of who he truly was. I thought Flapjack was actually a really cool character, not just a cool palisman, which we can't really say for any of the palismans, including Albert. So Flapjack is a cool character and a cool little guy. My second favourite character, pa palisman, not character, is uh, Gus's little guy. I really like the design the of Gus's palisman. I think it's cool. What, what and, is uh, Wait, vision. what is that one? It's a, what chameleon. Is that? It's a blue. It's a blue chameleon. chameleon? It's a chameleon. Okay, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking, I yeah. thought I thought it looked awesome, um, and it was really fitting for Gus because it's an illusion monster as well, just like Gus. Uh, my third favorite was Amity's cat because it's a fucking cat, and you know me by now. And also, it was called Ghost. I didn't know that. That is absolutely epic. There we go, epic win. Flapjack win. Oh, wait, Flap Nick didn't say yes. Oh, yes, Nick. But, oh, I'm sorry. But yes, Flapjack probably wins. My uh, favorite is actually uh, Willow's bee, which is named Clover. I think oh, it's yeah. really cute. And also, I met a Willow cosplayer at a convention who had that on her thing, too. And I was like, yeah, wait, that's the cutest thing ever. So, so yeah, there we go. That's my favorite one. And then my runner-up is Flapjack uh, because he has a cool design. I kind of forgot about that backstory aspect of it, too. Like, when I picked him anyways. Now I'm thinking about, like, yeah, how it probably was Caleb's palisman and stuff like there's there's going to be an interesting story there for sure we saw caleb with the palisman in one of the books that um Bellos yeah had. so flapjack wins this one this was like we kind of breeze past this category but i do appreciate palismans like little little character designs they're all they're all pretty cool i hate that i have one minute left because i cheated and i changed your category nick because i was like i don't remember a single commercial you fast forwarded through all of them yeah right? yeah so, so what about commercials you heard today then I changed the category to favorite moment in general because we did heartfelt moment, but okay. that doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, go like, ahead, go ahead. Which is great, but I'm going to have to leave after I say mine. Feel free to continue. I'm very sorry. Um, a moment that stood out to me that made me go like, oh, my, like, you know, blew my mind, fall out of my seat, cool, 
is when Luce hit the Brandon glove with the invisibility mm -hmm. glyph and then branded the yes. Emperor, and the Emperor just lost it. Because it's like, <laughs> that's it. Like, you, like, that was so cool. I loved that. So that was what I chose. Very cool. If we're, I don't know if we're actually no, doing um, that category. I think what comes to my mind first, I think just because the visuals of it, that scene at the end of uh, Elsewhere Elsewhen with Philip like going to his little cave and like you see the the cut like the glyph mm. cuts on his arm and then he like opens the collector's thing and like that fancy silhouette face with all the moons and stuff shows up and also in the background there there's like a Grimwalker like being developed or something like that I that was a very cool moment I love that moment my favorite moment oh, this yeah. season has to be when everything from when the collector showed up in King's Tide that true like, that too yes absolutely you're right <laughs> I agree completely with that thank you for saying that because I was not prepared to come up with a favorite moment <laughs> <laughs> just you know like shifting time I, I don't know I just love that absolute wide scale threat level that the collector has like not just a planet destroyer but a potential universe destroyer I don't know I just found something incredible about that sort of scale for sure, it was awesome. Uh, what I actually wrote down in the commercial category was uh, I don't remember any commercials except for the one that spoils Amphibia Season 3. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's yeah. your favorite. <laughs> I, I didn't pick up on that one, so I didn't have a spoil, I guess, kind of. Or whatever, I don't I mean, I, I, I knew that spoiler before I watched Amphibia, and it did not harm my experience. I like the cactus commercial that we just watched, but I, my favourite is the test dummy commercial because test dummies live life on the edge and have a very exciting lifestyle together with lots of threat and potential drama as well, whereas uh, the, the cactus will more likely be a traditional um, one person hurts the other kind of relationship. I like that sort of daredevil edge of the test crash dummies, you know? It's more yeah. dramatic and cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, I, I think the Cactus one had more potential depth in there because they were kind of like harming each other, you know? And I'm, I want to see how that plays out and how, you know, if, yeah, if, like... if they're the one true lover or whatever, like they said in the trailer. You know, I, I want to yeah. see how they deal with their problems. Okay, what about, what do you think of this one? What is that? Oh, okay. that's that's my number one commercial of all time. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Coin oh, what, about, what about this one? I don't like that one. Yeah. Get that one oh, one. God! <laughs> I don't like that one about, at all. Uh, what about this one? That's like a uh, rerun. No. This one? Yeah, that was a rerun. Oh, uh, no, that's happening. a different one. Oh. These are two different creepy baby heads. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, the two okay. of them are exactly the same. Here's a what drink. is that? Uh, that's like a galaxy soda. That's pretty awesome. It's the Owl House. Oh, the Owl House. Here's top 12 uh, cartoon transitions once again. Again? We're not watching all the way through. We gotta close it out with with how we started it. No, okay. Well, there we go. Do you want to talk about jokes? Do I, I, do, did anyone write down any jokes? Uh, my favorite joke was probably Hootie. Like, like. Yeah, that's that's hootie. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember any. The only joke I remembered was witch puberty. Well, I, I didn't even think that that was a season. But, You're right. That was a very oh, that oh. was a very amazing little uh, gumball kind of joke. <laughs> I will admit. I, we talked about my favorite joke, which was the illusion spell on Amity's siblings. That was, that yeah, was a very series. good one. I, I didn't consider that a joke as much, but it was the only one, one I remembered that I wrote down was uh, the twenty more adventures joke. I think that. that oh yeah. They, oh yeah. They, they did a good job of making that, that one like have good context. Like even though it's a meta joke, like it was still a pretty good joke. It wasn't like too so forced. When I was trying to remember jokes from the season, the first one that came to my mind was uh, from. 
and a Spartan Storm Hunter saying, "Yeah, kids my age like the things I like: authority and rules." Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was a very we good one. We discussed that one because we were having issues with this category. So when we voice called each other while I was walking home, we talked about that one a lot. Yeah, uh, and then um, and then so I wrote down that one, and I also wrote down Lilith gets to sue the Ballisters. Oh yeah, I oh, love that because it was like, you know, don't you want to do something exciting? And then it just cut to that, and then Liz was just so happy for her that she was getting to, like, see the balusters mm-hmm. from the past. Um, I also wrote I, I wrote that I like all our Minecraft skit jokes. True. Whenever we talked about Minecraft, those are Our own yes. jokes. Also, <laughs> favorite haiku, uh, they change drink. Okay, there we go. <laughs> they change drink? <laughs> they change drink? I don't okay. remember that one. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you for joining us, Chan. Okay. But there's there's yep, there's gift there's gift back baskets in the in the backstage. There's cookies on punch by the door. Yep. I can't believe we didn't write down the haikus. That's so stupid of us. Why didn't we write down the haikus? Oh, we could just go back. Someone could, could do that. Okay, so we gotta make a haiku to close this video off in a minute. Do we? I don't think we did last time. Well, I mean, no, we no, last time we, no, we we didn't start doing haikus until season two, so there wouldn't have been oh, one okay. of the last awards. There you go. Okay, then let's do a season two season two haiku, um, or we could, I mean we could talk about our thoughts overall too. I guess we, if you guys wanted to do that. Our house season two is a good example. We kind of already of did show. in the other episode, but yeah, we did. But I'll I'll just repeat myself because I'm good at that. Our house season two is an example of a show that kind of starts off um, a bit rough around the edges, trying to figure out what it can go forward with and what it can't, and throwing concepts at the wall for the most part, like with school episodes. But our house season two really pulls everything together, and especially as the season moves further along, you can feel the show getting tighter and tighter as it is more effective. At its own storytelling mechanisms. It allows big moments room to breathe. It gives us plenty of time for the characters it wants to focus on. I feel like I've never seen a show transform from something that was kind of air as a cartoon to honestly potentially one of the best um, show endings we will ever see. And I'm really looking forward to it as this will be the final great of the cartoon era, in my opinion, especially with Amphibia over and Adventure Time Distant Lands having ended last year. So, therefore, I think Owl House Season 2 was spectacular, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they put forward in Season 3, especially as um, especially as Dana Terrace said she was very excited at how much the limitations on Season 3 had caused them to be more creative with the episodes they were producing. Alright, alright, alright. I've got something to say. Go. Are you ready? Go. King had a plotline. <laughs> <laughs> the collector foreshadowed. Season three. Wait, wait. When is season three? Is that your haiku? It's my haiku. What was, was the second was line? The second was... one had like only five, only five syllables. Is it no? The collector, the collector foreshadowed. Foreshadowed. Yeah. Seven. So King has a plot line. The collector foreshadowed. When, when is, season is season three? three? Man, I don't know. When is season three? In two years from now, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that'll be fun though, unless they drop it all in one day, which <laughs> they might. Oh god, we've been recording for another hour. Yeah, bye, yeah, I know. But bye, everyone. Have have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for our house season three. Bye. Tell us your tell us your rankings in the in the comments below. Okay, 
If you enjoyed this video and want to see more, please hit the like button so more viewers like you can find this video. Please consider subscribing to my channel with notifications on to see my future content, and follow me on other sites like TikTok and Twitter for special exclusives. Thank you very much for watching. Please stay tuned for more.